The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to One Nation Radio. It is a show among shows that you've been waiting for. I don't know if there's going to be a show that y'all going to be anticipating more this year, but we are here, and we are here joined by a long-suffering fan of the man who is the person that we are of uh, laughing at uh, this hour or the past weekend, Cody Rose. We are joined by Floyd Johnson Jr. of Social Suplex via All Things Elite. Floyd before we start, I would like to say thank you for, uh, for for deciding to do this because if it were me, I would not do this at all. So, Floyd, what's going on? <laughs> Man, uh, I had to be here. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to. Uh, like, when you think about, like, as a Cody fan, like, from Saturday night at around 11, 10 o'clock Central to, like, when it happened on Friday <laughs> at nine central, uh, I mean you're the roller coaster. I'm like all the way in. Let me make sure my WrestleMania is set up. I, I mean I've had my vacation playing to WrestleMania forever, but started double checking, making sure I had the flights booked. Like let's go. We finishing this story, and then the first rumor came out on Monday. Then the second, and then Wednesday. Wednesday I was like. Wednesday I got news. I got news. And then and then I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And then Friday was like, okay. Oh yeah, they did it. They did it. <laughs> and they did it in the worst way possible. I mean the worst way possible. Like I was expecting the rock to show up at 30 and just throw somebody out, throw three people out the ring. When uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'll put the rest. Mm-hmm. They they go with go through with Cody winning it. And I was just like, okay, so if they go through with Cody winning it, there's no way that The Rock is somehow main eventing. They, the decision has been made. 
the decision has been made. It's Cody. We're we're all in. It's like Tiffany's like, oh yeah, let's go. We excited. I mean, we we are on top of the moon. You thought the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl again? That's how happy we were. By Friday, it was like watching the Chiefs versus Tampa Bay. Watching that moment was like watching the Chiefs versus Tampa Bay, where the they, the uh, Bucks was just beating the shit out of the Chiefs, <laughs> and I'm just like, and there's nothing I can do about it. And you see Cody's face. And Cody's like Mahomes. It's Cody yeah, Mahomes yeah, when he's yeah. out here throwing the ball yeah. in the back of the end zone, yeah, making yeah. incredible plays, and the ball yeah. bouncing off motherfuckers' face mask. <laughs> yes, and C- Cody and the Rock basically had the same face, like. It was like I even said it's like somebody came, like the Rock came out of the of him and Randy's house, and Cody gave him a five, high five on the way out. You know what I mean? You know what he was doing in that house, <laughs> and they gave him a Man. high five. <laughs> I am just flabbergasted, amazed, bemused, just seeing this entire situation. Yes, just like from Cody winning the Royal Rumble. Pointing at Roman Reigns twice in then, a row. The second time he's won it. <laughs> then they sent him out there for that promo with Seth Rollins, and everybody's like, "What? Nice try, but this isn't actually happening." No. I guess y'all got to fill a segment or whatever. All right, we'll see what happens Friday. This nigga comes out and says, "I won the Royal Rumble, but I do not want to fight you at WrestleMania," which is among. The five dumbest things a babyface has ever said in the history of professional wrestling. And I me, was like, "How? How did like this nigga to rock?" I guess we might as well get into it. This is a carny finesse job, politicking of a lifetime. He's better than Hogan, better than Muto, better than Jarrett. Better than whoever you want. Better than Triple H, obviously. Goddamn. (laughs) Like, this is a guy who grew up in wrestling from his mother being a booker, his grandmother being a booker, his grandfather being a booker, going throughout all the territories, his dad, all the stories, growing up with people that are contemporaries like Jeff Jarrett with him, mentors like Jerry Lawler, Jerry Jarrett, Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and somehow Triple H and Shawn Michaels decide to make an enemy out of that young man. And 25 years later, The Rock has took the ultimate long con to not only... I feel like Cody's just a bit player in this. Like oh, yeah. this, this, yeah. this is bigger than Cody oh, no, at no, this point. No, no, collateral damage. That's all he is. He had, yeah. like he, the rock, he, he the rock has some of the explosion. Yes, the rock hasn't thought about Cody this whole time. While Cody was shaking his hand, he still wasn't thinking about him. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're supposed to get out of the way. You're buddy. just the, like <laughs> you're just the guy. You're just you just have to be here. You could be Puck. You could be Rollins. You could be Drew. I don't care. I don't. I can't tell y'all white people apart anyway. So <laughs> let's move on and let me handle my business. Um, <laughs> they they basically like this nigga to rock like. Like when you think about everything he's done here, it's like there's no way around this. Like his hands got dirty on this. And The Rock, I don't find him to be somebody that is exceptional at reading the room. 
Um, and the Cody thing is a lot stronger than I think, you know, I think both me and James may have initially given it, given credit for it. Uh, obviously, social media has melted down over the weekend. And, you know, that's going to happen. And um, it's a real test, I think, for the modern WWE fan base with, you know, just how much they w- want to wear the laundry on this. They're not going to fight back on anything. Um, but, yeah, obviously, um, they, they rolled Seth Rollins' crippled ass out there, too. And <laughs> he came out there, like, and got Roman Reigns absolutely buried him 50 feet below the earth no pop he was like Seth Rollins that's right no pop man every day I feel more justified about Seth Rollins like and what I think of him as a professional wrestler and like just an overall quote-unquote top star in the business every day I feel more vindicated like that's the thing when it comes to WWE and baby faces right when you have them come out there and you have them say these things, like Cody did on Friday, like Seth did on Monday, if it's dumb, it probably behooves your heels or you to to get to your heels and say, hey, I know he said something dumb, but the crowd was with it. Don't make them like the biggest schmucks on the planet. That didn't happen to Roman. Roman said, oh, he said that? Okay. This is a loser bracket's belt. This belt is contested by all the motherfuckers I've beaten over the last two years. You want to call it a workhorse, workhorse belt? I'll call it the loser belt. So, it was the easiest thing in the world. He lit him on fire <laughs> and made his soul burn slow. It was hilarious. It was Even worse is he told Cody, you can either go out and be the best number. You, you can either come after me, you know, or be a bitch and go be the best number two. And what was Cody's reaction? Cody said, you know what? I'll be the number two. I'll go be the two. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. A cuckolding yeah. of, of the highest order. Like, how do you come back from this, like, as a baby face? How do you, like, not look like a plate of piss? Like, by, how by do you... having The Rock be the person that gets the, the main event and then they turn you into the martyr? Dude. None of this needed to happen. I know. But that's, that's, this is okay. So let's 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 get to the news dump around this after the fact, right? So word is, or the reports are that The Rock signed on to be the a be on the board for TKO um, on January third. It involves something like a $30 million stock option or payout where Rock got the uh, equivalent of $30 million, whether it's in stock, stocks, bonds, gut, bu- uh, guns, or butter, or bread. I'm not sure. You t- <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. But it's $30 million. So, uh, Rock pretty much was guaranteed the WrestleMania spot. The only people that knew that at the time was The Rock, Tony Khan, and maybe uh, Manuel, oh. right? Floyd Johnson. I was like, I knew this was part of the deal. I had the feeling. I threw I mean, it on I, our I, I, in I, our we, chat. We had, we had the same feeling too. That's why. We, that's why we we're like, okay, we ready for James, the You smell it. I covered. I covered the Royal Rumble last week, mm-hmm. talking about Cody Rose winning it, and not once went into extended Cody Rose versus Roman Reigns scenarios because of that same reason. Because you knew that the sword of Damocles was coming down. Well, I mean, in this in this particular case, the stone of Damocles, 
Yes, the people's champ. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so nobody knows except for like three people. Yeah. Business goes on as planned. It's going to be Cody, you know, getting getting the win over Roman in the match he should have won the year ago. Should have won it a year ago, man. And um, so they go. Yeah, he definitely. Definitely should have wanted to hear <laughs> forward plans. Obviously, uh CM Punk goes down and uh that, that caused some some you know what what's gonna happen, how they're gonna move the card around, all that kind of stuff. So they do the entry they do the little thing where you know Cody where where Seth, a person that is 0-3 versus somebody who's champion, begs a person 0-3 for redemption by by saying, Hey, come that belt that you couldn't win, that's not the real title. That belt that I got when you've beaten my ass. Three straight. This was the first round sweep back in two thousand, <laughs> right? That's the that, that that's the real. He's trying to he's trying to play reverse psychology on 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 uh, Cody. Cody is like, I- I'll consider it. And then he fucking yeah. considered it for real. Anyway, uh, <laughs> move forward to Friday. Cody comes out. And the day that belt. The day that belt got announced, we came on this show. We caught it in real time. It was like oh, a yeah. live reaction. And oh, yeah. A shambolic belt. Yes. Yeah. Triple H buried the belt on the introduction. <laughs> like, the way you introduce that belt is, you know, you you make Roman look bad. But he made Roman look amazing and then said, oh, okay, here's the belt because we need somebody that will work every week. And it's just like. I was like in shock and awe because I had never seen like literally Ric Flair just gave Triple H the belt, the world title, and he introduced it. Triple H didn't have fight, and he still introduced it better than Triple H introduced the new secondary title, like the super IC belt. This for I all like, I don't, I didn't want Cody anywhere near Except that belt. Rogan. <laughs> Go ahead, James. Um, can you please check uh, the uh, Twitter DMs? Uh, so after a long time, I was talking about Cody and that belt. Um, it seems we are not at that point. Rich, can you can you please display that uh, what I sent you on the screen? Because I, I they they know those long time listeners of the stream and of the podcast, they know what I'm playing. Um, can can you please uh play for the fans? It is uh. Kind of difficult with this it's chat to do it's that, like, but you already know what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, we already know. Put that shit on. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, put it on. Yeah, like uh, Cody, he, he they gave him the, the chance to, to, you know, to finish the story. They thought they were going to get to it, but they, but they did not know that, like, The Rock was had this master plan, and uh, that master plan meant that, like, Cody's story. Is going to be left in the drafts. Undone. I mean, Triple H told him the story never ends last year after WrestleMania. Um, You know what what a story never ends is? Bullshit. A bad story. Yeah, bad story. (laughs) Bad story. It it was like top dollar. I read his tweet and he was like, everybody wanted to uh, act like that Roman Reigns and Cody match last year in the main event didn't bang. And I was like, I who don't get in arguments on Twitter even felt necessary to reply. You, if you think of a match like a movie or a story, right, and you go see the story or the movie, and the ending is terrible, it's not a good movie or story at that point because the ending is terrible. 
So therefore, if everybody hated the ending, it can't be a great match. Right. If I, I stay up an hour and seven minutes and watch Dominion era with Kenny Omega and Okada, Kenny Omega's going for that one wing angel that we're all waiting for. Okada flips it back and hits him with a hits him with the clothesline and pins him. That's not the greatest match of all time. It was the greatest match of all time because of the story that was with it. That definitely added to it. That definitely added to it. <laughs> definitely. It's like everybody had been waiting for Omega to finally beat Okada. And if Okada, oh, I just won. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, that's so, that's why everybody's waiting on Cody win. Then he right. loses. And that it's is, just like, sorry. That's, that, that match is not great. <laughs> sorry. I'm never watching it again. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely tainted. Like that's the thing when it comes to uh matches of people's memories. When you have something that has something built in as a payoff, and then you don't do the payoff, it's definitely you 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 definitely have all rights as a fan, a consumer, whatever you want to call it, to hold to to look in retrospect and be like that. What I felt for this isn't the same anymore. Yep. And um I mean that's all storytelling, right? Yeah. You know, like we've seen plenty of these we've seen plenty of movie franchises have two bangers. One, two, and then three stinks. Yeah. You know? Um, pretty much except for what? Like the Godfather, that's kinda like the only thing that kind of like survives the part where like the third one or the the cl- conclusion isn't isn't on point. We just say, yeah, never mind. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is um <sighs> It's so like it I think it just proves like no matter who's running this company, no matter if Vince is there, the game, uh Dwayne Johnson, uh Brian Gewertz, uh who else is out there on, on that board? I don't know. The faces change, the situations stay the same. They will try to outthink their audience, they will try to outthink whatever. The rock thing is a trap. Like I, I, I kind of been clear on on how I feel about it. Like, you know, I like the rock. Right. I'm not necessarily into the Dwayne Johnson, the packaging of him, the non-human. This yes. man's like an NPC kind of, <laughs> like the prepackaged PR version, like the record everything you do, all your yep, philanthropy, yep. Yep. all that stuff. I'm like. All right, I get it. I, this is all part of the game. Like this, this is what it is with this guy. Like, and I think it's, I think it's okay to say that or whatever. But this is like, yeah. we're gonna see if people really got a problem with wrestlers being in charge. We're gonna see if we got a problem with with like, because like just when you look at it, this is like if Bruno San Martino came back and was like, yeah. Thank you, Bret Hart. We're going to move you out the way. <laughs> like, oh. It's so long ago. Like It's like, why are we still depending on, on, the, on the rock? Like, or not we, because, you know, that's not us depending right, on the right. rock. But it's like, it's like WWE sees nothing more. Like, they will never walk into their future. Like, they will no. never do it. No. Like, and like, Cody Rhodes is a guy. Cody is 38 years old now, right? Right. He's not a young person or whatever. Like he's right. not the he's not the person that you would ideally fit as like, yo, this is the next ace or right. whatever that's like 
25 to 30 years old right. and you're fucking crowning him. He's mm-hmm. older than fuck, but he's been dealing with this his entire career. Yep. What am I talking about? The ghosts of the Attitude Era. They will not fucking let it go. Yep. Remember those promos he was cutting out? Dustin Rose was talking about he's the Attitude Killer on the weight belt and all that shit. The Attitude Era has come back with a vengeance. They have risen the fuck up. Like Malachi Black, like they've, they've, they've like, no, we're coming back to get you. This guy's been dealing with it, and by proxy, his generation of wrestlers have been dealing with it their whole careers. Their yeah. whole careers. Whole it will careers. never be their time. Yeah, yeah. Partly, this is why AW. This is why AW was created, but obviously, you know, Cody chose differently. You know, he he had another idea. So, but. The, the constantly going back to the rock like this was already on track to do what it was going to do before the rock got involved this is a classic hulk hogan i see the money train leaving without me i can jump on the back of this thing and it, it, it will take it will look like i i took us to the promised land like that's the classic hulk hogan playbook and that's what's happening here rich you said it a couple weeks ago like Cody did everything right as far as reading the lay of the land, seeing where his position was in a in AEW, seeing what looked like it could be in WWE, seeing that like, oh, I can clearly be the top babyface here. That ain't even name ain't hard to do. What, what's stopping me? Who's in the way? Drew McIntyre, who they don't really want to go with because he has an accent. Because Vince is there, you know. Like it was clear, and he was the first one. The, the, do the jump that's a that was a big star in AEW so they definitely wanted to treat him nice to try to show people hey you might want to come to this side when your contract runs out right so he knew he knew all this stuff he know he talks to the same people that he talks to the right people he know he's not no dumb person he knows so he knew but the thing is like that simulation like the simulation happened like you play this thing out where Cody jumps in you know Cody jumps to WWE and you know, there's there's plenty of simulations and plenty of outcomes where Cody Cody wins at WrestleMania last year, right? There's simulations where you know he has uh, the loss there and then he wins it this year. There's also a simulation where the money is so big with TKO getting bought out and like there's a Hollywood strike and The Rock is un, you know is lost some of his power in Hollywood and he got some free time on his hands and he got a thirty million dollar check. They ain't. Ain't like you know he can't just get thirty million dollars somewhere else right now for a movie, and he got his name, and he, and he got and his he, name he right, and he gets the power, and he gets a, and he gets inside track at the top of a power vacuum in in WWE slash TKO, like that's the stuff that's the stuff for this that he you, you you do not foresee, but once you look up you're like, oh shit I wish I had thought about this, but. You you don't you can't think about this that far out two years two years out or sorry at this point you know two years and uh, three months out when you are you know you're a pro wrestler and you know I, I feel unfortunate because he did everything he, he did everything right I, and that's the I, thing. I, and I made look, a, I may have said it in the group chat James like I almost would have like felt bad if he made some type of mistake and they took it from him. You know, I would be like, damn, they 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 they, they, they slayed him off of like one mistake. Damn, that's fucked up. But mm-hmm. he did everything right, so it's almost like, well, well if you want to if you want to say he did make one mistake is he fucked around and got injured. But even then, yeah. he still overkill. Over- no, no, he, 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 I think he, he beat that. 
the injury stopped true. him from no, no, jobbing. No, 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 all no. Summer. I, I'm saying, it's, it's, <laughs> no, I'm doing the thing where, like, when you know, yeah. when they pick and yeah. choose who's who's who, you know, who they don't want to get behind after someone gets injured. Yeah. John Cena yeah. hurt a bunch of times, so right? like, injured a bunch of times. It doesn't matter. Dolph Ziggler gets concussed. Oh, he's not, he 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 can't carry the load. So so it's it's like in in some some retro space, I do feel bad for Cody, and then others I don't because it's like. Yeah, like this is just the way the ball bounces. The, the forces are bigger than you, right? And like, right. yeah, I mean, there's just no, there's no getting around this. Like this entire like power suck that right. Dwayne Johnson has pulled off. Like right. this is, and, and this that's is something thing. else. You, Cody just wants to be a Cody just wants to be a star pro wrestler, you know, a top baby face. Yeah, and he's in here with this. This rivalry has been going on for literally 25 years, right? Like, uh, between Triple H and The Rock, and, like, I've been saving this, like, you know, you had mentioned the 25-year thing, but I was going to bring it up, like, you know, when when Triple H cut that promo with Ross saying, I am the game, that, that interview, whatever else, like, do you think, like, at some point, like, Triple H, when they were hugging for press, for pictures and all that kind of stuff, did he call it to him and be like, hey, I waited a quarter century for this. Game over. It's, it's 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 all this stuff like you know the jokes about secession or is this powers yeah. or is this or is this you know it's this TV drama based on corporate corporate drama. This is it, and we see it because we know these we know some of these people because we've, because we've seen them on screen doing something else or doing another side of what the actual business is, yeah. right? So it's it's really nasty, and it ain't got nothing to do with Cody, and it, and yeah. it's you know it's proxy wars and it's long cons and it's. You know, Tony yeah. Khan. I'm sorry, not Tony Khan. It's 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 Nick Khan and and The Rock being fucking friends in Hawaii on the tuck. For and what years. are the odds of this? Yes. Yeah. Is Machiavellian? I, I, and no, every turn I, you think about, I, every turn is Machiavellian. I don't know like, how many games. Who dropped a dime on Vince? Did, yeah. did Nick Khan yeah. press the button on all this to get yeah. this rolling? But that's who the thing, knows? right? Before who knows? before you even account before it's before you believable before you even account for all that stuff. We all thought is it Nick Khan was Triple H was it both of them in concert was it tr- both of them plus Stephanie? Yes. And then and then they got him out the door and then he fucking came back. Yeah. Yeah, I com- I've compared this. I don't know how I many Game of Thrones fans that we have in uh, the group, but I've compared this to Game of Thrones. Triple H's little finger uh, manipulating, moving the pieces around, and The Rock was Jon Snow. He went off. All the world and everybody thought he was gone. He didn't have anything to do with wrestling. And he built up his power base on the outside and then came in and took the throne. He's like, I could have it. And he it, they both they it, both they both played their they both played their pieces right. the way it was and the rock won. Yep. In yeah. an erotic yeah. twist, right? Like yeah. when yeah. they when they let the rock, you know, when the rock's contract ran out back in the day, was it uh, 2002? Oh, Two thousand five. The, the 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 reporting was Vince dumbass said he's gonna let his contract run out because he thinks he's gonna be a Hollywood star and when it, when he flames out and he has no other options he can get he can lowball and want to deal on the way back because it's the Rock. Well, we, well, we Rock, all knew Rock, he was gonna be successful. Well, ironically, quite ironically, twenty years later, yes, after Rock became the biggest uh, or the biggest grossing uh, movie star in the world for a time. Rock did eventually flame out, and now he's such a big star that he can come in and run the fucking company. Dude. And it, it, was, it was like... He's essentially I, the new Vince. Yeah. 
Cody is a man. The Rock is a brand. There is no competition. You know what I mean? Rock selling F one fifties. Yes, I mean I even say you do Q rating like you ask five people to. I'm telling you, all five know who The Rock is. They might not know who he wrestled. They know who the fight Rock is. Right. I'd say probably two out of five know Cody. You, Cody, you know how many people? Who Cody? Yes. How, you know how many people the, this day and age? People like you know, obviously younger than us, be like, Dwayne Rock Johnson wrestled? was a wrestler. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Bro, like he's like a master businessman over the years. Like when he, like when he would put people over at the right time. Yep. When he would like. Like, yeah, I'll lose to Brock Lesnar, knowing he can pull that shit back at, at any time or whatever. He never did it, but he could have had at any point. I mean, we I mean a lot of, I mean, I thought WrestleMania 30 made it was gonna be that. Right. Um, you know, he he was able to beat Hogan, you know. He was yep. he was he put Triple H over, he put Austin over a bunch of times at Russell. He lost in the WrestleMania main event three times in a row in his prime. Yep. Yeah. Fuck how it happened. He, he was he, that's everything was fucked up back then. Like they wasn't doing like clean and, wins and, and shit back then. And, and another another tale as as Rock was. Rock was so such a transcendent star that they booked him and did all the wrong things with him because there was a Steve Austin for him to go against. That they still never learned lessons from of, or they learned the wrong lessons from it. Of like he was a, he was the exception to the rule of you can't do this with him. You can't have a top hill. Not actually be the top hill, actually be the the lackey for the actual top hill, which is the the authority figure and the person that's fighting the proxy war for the authority figure, uh, can be a huge star. That didn't work with anybody except for Dwayne the Rock Johnson because the Rock is exceptional. Yeah, yeah, and they never lose lessons. And and this right here is a lesson that like the Rock is like, well, I'm exceptional, so none of this stuff applies. Ross Ross out here getting booed for the second time in like twenty five years. Now, it, it does call into question, like, what is The Rock and, by extension, Brian Gewirtz's creative mind like in 2024, right? I guess we can um, see what, what is it. What what is it like when it when it's not getting The Rock over, it's getting someone else over? I don't know how that works because it's like The I mean, Rock might be like Magic Johnson. Be like, yeah, man, just just go out there and, you know, you, you, you do it to him. You know, well, you, you do it to him. I, like. Well, I, I imagine. I imagine. I don't know. I, I, I think I have an idea what's going to happen. I feel like The Rock is going to be like, hey, man, Triple H, I need you to do all the grunt work and you, you do all the small ideas. I do all the big ideas. And the big I, ideas I think, are always going to include I think, him. I think <laughs> unless, unless, unless Triple H gets to a situation where like he has to go because he's named in uh, the invest- uh, in, in the lawsuit or whatever else. But I, if he's, I, but if yeah. if not, I I feel like the Rock gonna be like, hey, you thought he's gonna get this? No, 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 no. You'll always be my vice president. This is so funny, man. And like Brian Gewertz is not there for no reason. Like, oh no, TKO no, no. can pivot to him. No. They can, yeah, yeah. Triple yeah. H, if Triple H feel like you know they if they want to send Triple H away quietly or whatever into retirement, like yeah, I'm, I, you know it, this has been a lot on my heart, and you know I I gave it two or three years or whatever, but I'm leaving the company in good hands, blah, blah, blah. Like, they can they can spin it any way they want. Gewurz is there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he's going he's gonna to make sure the Rock's ideas get through and are maybe even leading the way at this point. Triple H is not a board member at this point. He just works there. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh! Dude, this, go, go, this, this go stuff work. is disgusting. 
Gorillaz hooked him hooked himself to The Rock very early in that mm-hmm. WWE career. When The Rock left, he's like, "I'm out too." And the Rock opened seven bucks. Who's the Who's the I'm the time VP of Thailand? He knew. He he's like everybody bet on their guy. He bet right. He bought that stock low, and he is selling out. He didn't have to beg Vince to be his head writer. He's like, "Don't worry, I'll be there eventually." You know. He t- he tied himself to the winning uh the winning boat, winning car, whatever you want to put, you know. The rock is the guy, you know. And like I said, all of you that are mad, all of you that are mad, it's your fault for not going to see Black Adam. Because if Black Adam <laughs> hit and made a billion dollars, we wouldn't be talking about the rock in the main event of WrestleMania. We'd be talking about Black Adam versus Superman. Black Adam 2, Black Adam 3. We would not be talking about this shit because The Rock would not have any time for hey, the WWE. I'm, I'm not trying to watch no Black Adam or Superman. Superman is the ace, and Black Adam in the DC Universe is uh, what you, you even, what you, I mean, I would say above a prelimer at this stage, but he, he's somewhere, he's a lower mid card guy on the hill, on the hill staple side yeah. of, of the DC oh. universe. Like the yeah. part where the rock thought that he was going to say, I'm the rock and I, because I'm the rock, I'm going to elevate this, uh, yes. damn near non entity as a character. Yeah. Definitely he, not entity in the zygotes of superhero them. No, yeah. no, 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 but no, look, no. Look brother, at his, you, this brother, is his you third. Picked, like <laughs> you should have picked somebody else. Like this is you should have picked me like, uh, what he called dark, or dark side. He fucked yes. up. Yeah. This is his third hostile takeover attempt. He tried to take over the Fast and Furious franchise. Vin Diesel kicked his ass on out of there. He tried to then take over DC. That failed. He's like, I can take over WWE. That's easy. To be fair, fair, anybody. If it like Rock, obviously Rock known to make a a, a high selling bad movie, right? Yeah. It's the Rock. It is yeah. what it is. You there to see the rock, you there to see the rock do crazy do stupid things with Kevin Hart, it's fine. Yeah. But his first mistake with the whole DC takeover was don't go to DC. Yes. <laughs> they, make, I, I, they, they always make they make bad movies by and large for these yeah. superhero things. If you're gonna do it, take your ass over to Disney and have them uh, hook you up. Dude, he that took was always it, a mistake. It, I thought his mistake was take, trying to take a D level character. <laughs> and I mean, make that's, it. That's, 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 that's that's amongst that's that's a, that's part. Of, I was, that's a, that's I was like, part. and he's like, just because it's Rock as a superhero, people are gonna go see the movie. I'm like, dude, Endgame raised the bar, and Black Adam was like a 1998 superhero movie. This man was gonna take over. This man thought that he's finna, he's gonna claim claim the throne of DC. Yeah. Yep. Low hanging. By, by beating up on Shazam. Uh, yeah. Magic yeah. Superman. All right. Dude. Okay. We were talking about Triple H. Triple H is not the. Nah, only nah, I like. I like original. Like, hey man, enough of this. Enough of this fucking superhero Dude, shit. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> I don't watch none of this shit. Wrap this shit up. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Triple H looking like Cody. Like, hey, it happened to me too. Uh, WrestleMania 18. I get my big WrestleMania win. A month later, got to lose to Hulk Hogan. We talking about Triple H. What about Shawn Michaels? We we know the Rock don't fuck with him. Um, yeah, but there's also been talk over the years that like Rock doesn't hate him anymore. Yeah, so, Shawn, yeah, Shawn did his but, apology but, 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 a long but, time ago. But, bro, what about Chad Frost? Hey, look, people should have paid Chad attention Frost to is. Young Rock. The Rock gave the, the entire yeah. game away. 
yeah, the guy that was the hater on him on Young uh, uh, Young Rock, they made like a black guy named he was named Chad Frost. Uh-huh. It was it was Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Okay, it was like well, a, like a, a thinly veiled secret that it was Shawn Michaels. Well, well my main thing was going to be that like you know maybe you know the whole situation of him holding grudges against uh, Shawn Michaels maybe over by you know because Meltzer has talked about that so I started saying like for years he said he would never have gone, came back and done business with Shawn and then eventually he said that he would have. But regardless of the fact, regardless of that fact, like that's still your man's. That's still your man's. Like triple that triple H shit ain't never. That's never been ended. Yeah, bro. So like, 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 like HBK not jumping over to the Rock side, like, right? And the Rock know that, and the Rock be like, all right, play crazy, see if I don't get you out of here too. I mean, I mean, it's how it's worked. I mean, this whole this whole business is built on power leverage and old people not knowing when to quit that's that's what wrestling is built on it's like hey i i, I still got hogan's like i'm gonna hogan's on this promo like maybe i got one more in me because they always think they have they want one, one more, more or in them. And, and, and this bro like it, it just like is like this combining with some of the other stuff we're gonna talk about with stardom later on and different stuff like that like this stuff like this stuff is not ever going to be as clean as we ideally think it would be right. would like it to be right anything like that where we start like you know sometimes i even get caught up in this like yeah this is like someone's ascension like this is the time for someone to do this this is whatever then it's like nah man these are there's a lot of business behind this stuff that affects timelines and throws shit off and like right. real life that happens like with in relationships stuff. yep yeah yeah, I man. wonder if Jeff Jarrett will come back. You know, him and Rock is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude. I mean, Jeff Jarrett is one of those people, like, you would think he'd have way more enemies than he does, and it just seems like everybody's cool with him. I don't think, I don't really think that he should have enemies, because most people, by and large, like him. But, I just think but, that, like, he, he's his, just track so record is his track record, and because that's his yeah. track record, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't know what his track record is. And everybody else is like, "Well, he's so nice." It's like, yeah, yeah but he's hitting two thirty. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's asked for Simon. Get the fuck out of here. And that's what I was saying. It's just like he's so carny. You would think he had, you know, like he he would have enemies, but everyone seems to like Jeff Jarrett. He doesn't burn bridges. He's like, hey, okay, it didn't work out this time. You know, and move on. He he took he fleeced Vince, and then went back and worked for the WWE. So right. he's like, oh, no hard feelings. It's just wrestling. You know, was that like hundred thousand or how much? Uh, hundred racks. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Like hey, <laughs> but yeah, time. man. Like, it's like what Floyd? What do you make of this whole um th- this fake yes movement that is like kind of being manufactured now by in part the fans and the company think of anything but Vince McMahon that's what this is about literally think of anything but Vince McMahon like on the line this week you would always get like there'd be a hundred tweets about Cody we want Cody then there'd be that one tweet did we figure it about her and they everybody and everybody in effective without saying the word said yes we have completely moved on from that <laughs> now we want Cody to main event Wrestlemania and in that way for WWE TKO, genius. Genius. They have moved the focus to this poor man, Cody Rhodes. Poor 
uh, boot scraps, you know, you know, you know millionaire guy, white man. <laughs> he's he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He he barely has nothing, but you know the the one thousand dollar Louis Vuitton shoes that he wears to every event. But he has nothing. But let's get all behind him, and then he get what he deserves. He Again, needs justice. I am talking about this as a Cody fan, but I'm also smart enough to be able to detach myself from my fandom and see. What is happening? Are you smart enough to remove your emotions out of it and see what is happening? They are using Cody to make you think about everything else. Like, just think about him. Focus on him. All your anger towards WWE, it's about Cody. It's not about, you know, the other thing. You know what I mean? And that's what they want you to think of it as, the other thing. They don't want you to have a name on it. They don't want you to have an action on it. It's the other thing. Focus on Cody. And it's working. Yeah. It worked. Trending all weekend. We want Cody. And um, The Rock is like, I don't give a fuck what you want. <laughs> yeah. This is... um. I didn't think about it when it happened, but like once it happened, it's like, oh, if you ask me what the fallout would be, he predicted this would be it. Um, Now, I think that Cody has is more sympathetic than people that I imagined he was going to be, but like Triple H gets blindsided with this call. Everyone gets blindsided with this call except for Rock. Rock comes in, says, "Never mind that Rumble win. You can be the you can be like maybe the first person ever to win two Rumbles and never made of it WrestleMania or never win the main event of WrestleMania." Roman, you have wrestled exactly one person. In, in, in a singles match at WrestleMania that debuted after 9-11. I don't care. <laughs> no, two people. Two people. Sorry. Cody and Drew. Drew, who happened to debut in 2002, by the way. I looked that up for this show. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like, you, you face Undertaker. You face Brock. You face Triple H. It's time for you to face me. And, man, like... It just happened to work out this way. It happened to work out this way. And, you know, obviously when you are, you identify, identify yourself as someone that, like, is helping hold up um, an institution, you're always on to the next thing. This is the next thing. It's always going to be like this. Like, if you are a fan of just human nature, if you are a fan of something, more times than not, the person not going to take inventory and reconcile or have a come juice moment of like, yo, this is, this is really bad. And this makes me feel bad. And this is kind of takes me on my experience with X, Y, or Z. Well, people don't do that. I do that, you know, from time to time on certain things. Most people don't do that. Just like that sucks. I I would, I would like to move on. That's, that's how it goes. That's human nature. Um, and this is it. This is the new thing. So it'll come back up when people, you know, get bounced out, but like the, in, the institution still stay around. And that's how like the faces change. Institution sh- uh, stays, stays where it is. Right. Like we saw this with Penn state football 15 years ago. Right. Clean house. Give them the, de- give them something assembling a, a death penalty. It was for something that has nothing to do with, you know, academics at all. And, uh, you know, after a few years, well, get rid of it because people look around and be like, yeah, that was ridiculous. What are we doing? And they'll get their football program back. 
and they'll they'll hire the right two people and they'll get the program back to being relevant again nationally every other year. That's that's how this goes, right? Like people still go to church. Yeah. I I feel like you could have definitely you know see people could identify with Cody because everybody's had a job, a person or something that didn't want them, that saw no value in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one WWC saw no value in Cody. This dude left while under contract, and they, no, he left under contract. They saw they value. Do, they saw no, value in him. They didn't. He he good, under, they, they saw him. He saw him as as gold does LeBron. They he left under contract. He lost to Zack Ryder forty times in a row. You can't tell me they saw value. Uh, saw value in him when you lose to Zack Ryder. <laughs> yes. So he left, and he left, and he came back. Dude. No, they didn't see any value with the suit. They gave him uh, what's the guy Connor and Victor? They gave him them. The uh, yeah, the cosmic oh, yeah. wasteland that shows you that they saw no value in him. Okay, <laughs> so they never saw any value. In him. He was worth nothing. He came back. He 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 counted Monte Cristo. This motherfucker, you know, he went away, he put on the suit, got in better shape. You know, dyed his hair blonde. Nothing let like every- thirty pounds of muscle. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Let everybody know. Hey, you you remember you remember this chick that you were attracted to? Yeah, she chose me, so you should too. <laughs> no, it's like all of it was perfectly manicured, well done. This perfect comeback. So everybody identifies with because everybody wants to be what Cody was. He came back, and how did they present him at WrestleMania like thirty eight? Yeah, like a stop star. You got the people crying. You got me going crazy. I'm in there. You're like, oh, my God, I haven't cared about WWE in, like, years. Like, really cared about him. I'm like, oh, my God, my Cody's back. You know? He's everything you want to be. He's coming back. It's like, oh, now you didn't think I was good enough. You didn't think I was good enough. Oh, now you had to open up the bag. Vince McMahon had to fly to his house in Georgia and say, come on. Come on back. I got you. You know, I'll take care of you. Don't don't! I know you're gonna say you're gonna you say if someone if a certain somebody was on the plane with Vince. God damn it! Damn it, man! Uh, anyway, uh, what was, how deep were those negotiations? That's all that. <laughs> anyway, so I'll take so Cody. He does a great job as we mentioned, right? And yeah. like the simulation happened. And like he he has the match. The match tells a great story. The th- the storyline beat of like it leaves leaves like open the question for like what is like what happens when we get the rematch? Like the rematch, like when this Bayface chase is like, you know, some same thing we saw similar to Okada in Omega. It's like he ne- in, in the first match, like he never hit a one-wing angel. If he hits it, he wins, right? Like he didn't Tam hit the third and Julia. Tam Nakano and Julia, like Tam, if Tam ever hits this fucking move, she can win the white belt. Like, he had him up for two unanswered consecutive crossroads, had him up for third, and then the spike, the Samoan spike came out from, from Sokoa. And it leaves you that, it leaves, leaves you begging that question, like, what happens if he hits the third one? And that was, and that was the finish of what would have been this match uh, that happened at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. And it was a perfect story. 
I guess we'll and, never and, know. And then, and then the rock, and then the rock decided to fly two planes into this man's story, and it blew up and crumbled before his eyes. Dude, <laughs> dude, uh, you you know how much shit I've caught because the rock is like one of my favorite humans characters that ever. And they're like, people are like, why aren't you supporting the rock? And I was like, let me tell you, I'm a TV fan. This would be like uh, Friends, my one of my favorite TV shows. They, they set it up from the beginning. It's Ross versus Rachel. And then they go to the series finale, and Joey comes in there. I got Rachel. I mean, that kind of was season nine. <laughs> it was, but when it, it finally ended, though. I know. I'm the, I'm Ross, the yeah. But if, if she ends up with Joey, it's like, I don't hate Joey. He's one of my favorite characters, but this ain't this ain't worth this ain't, this ain't how, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's tainted. It's tainted. Yeah, like yeah. you mentioned, stories are supposed to have it. endings. If you have a bad yeah, ending, exactly. or, yeah. or you know, you 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 have to go back and reevaluate the entire story. Yeah. Now do you yeah. have more information. Like yeah. that's the reason why uh, is it George R. R. Martin? Yeah, that's the reason why that book ain't came out. You know the kind of yeah. pressure he has to kind of finish this shit. If it's yeah. fucked up, everything's fucked up. If people can go back and be like, bro, you shouldn't even bother. What you mean yeah. I shouldn't bother? I, I, I've created a billion dollar empire off these books. Yeah, yeah. Now y'all Absolutely. mad at me because I never, I didn't finish it. Y'all want to make these movies, these uh, these TV shows before I even got a chance to finish this shit? No, Seamus Nova. <laughs> you get down to three, two, one. You know where the person stops the bomb at the one, and it just blows up, and everybody dies. <laughs> like that's that's what's happening here. It's like this is a bad ending. This has nothing to do with Dwayne. I love I mean, that man. I, I mean, I, I love I, that man. But you know, well, I, it has nothing to do with my feelings toward Dwayne. It has everything to do with, hey, I've been riding this wave. You know, it's a. This is where it's supposed to end. This is the natural conclusion. And they're like, no, no, no. You could, no, you can. And and at all, oh, and a big fuck you to everybody that says. Oh, he can get it next year. 41? I'm like, in ADD America? In a three-minute promo is too I don't long know how. I don't know how you could have any confidence in putting it on and, say, and saying, oh, yeah, he'll just win it at WrestleMania 41. He'll be 39 then no, next year. No, not even not even that. Not even that. Not, it's not even that part. It's the part where it's like, if you don't do it last year, you do it at the big round fucking number. Absolutely, Brett got Brett got like, his big you, win. You do, you do it at the big round number slash the biggest show you're ever going to put on or at or of the time of the era to commemorate that you finish the story, right? Yep. Like they didn't put they didn't have Tam uh uh cut off Julia's hair, right? Like in fucking Corican Hall, it happened in Budokan Hall. You know what I'm saying? Like these people throwing out SummerSlam, and I saw people fantasy booking shows and venues that ain't even booked right now. Oh, he can they can just do it at Survivor Series or Madison Square Garden. I'm like, who said it's gonna be there? You made that up yourself, bro. And and like like some of the the cope and the justification of him not winning last year is just so funny because the game has been switched. When we came on this show and said, "Yo, they're not gonna let him win that shit last year," and People thought we were crazy, and I think seeing like you know, like they'll just change their clothes to match whatever the situation is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the right thing for him not to win next year. Oh, is is the right thing for the Rock to to be in this this thing with? I'm like, come on, man! Like 
like rock, rocks like another era man like think we got we, we got to stop this at some point think of the years that Cody and Roman have had from WrestleMania last year to this year and and tell me why tell me why but tell me why both of those years don't wouldn't have been benefited by Cody having the belt and Roman not having the belt oh Cody, dude you could have absolutely done Roman and Cody. I'm sorry, Roman and Rock main eventing WrestleMania 40 without the belt. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Like you could have had Cody and Brock all throughout the post WrestleMania into the into SummerSlam, and actually had a reason why Brock just randomly turned on Cody. I want my belt, dude. The same thing that happened on Raw the next night. Right, make way also, more sense if right. Cody's the champion. Right, Brock. Brock was locked out of beating play wrestling Roman. Cody became champion. I'm not locked out anymore. Right, you know, beats right. his ass. You right. know, and that's how it works. You, you every story, everything Cody has been involved with since then makes more sense with the title. And better yet, right? <laughs> Cody's a champion. He beats he beats Brock. They do the handshake. Brock goes off Ross off in the sunset to you know avoid you know being implicated with Vince uh, publicly. Uh, and then, like, what do you know? Like, this super long IC title reign that, we, that we've that we had on Gunther and, like, is never ending for no good reason. We had him finish runner-up in the Rumble that Cody won. He stole his destiny. He's been the greatest IC champion ever. He finally lost or he vacated the damn thing. He just won the he just won this 2024 Rumble. He's going to, he's going to uh, chase down uh, Cody. That's not some shit out of Rocky. They fucked dude, it. Dude, they even fucked this it for year, a full year. Dude. Nothing even, happened. Yes, even this year, with if you go with Cody and Roman, this is it's in Philadelphia. This is Rocky too. Rocky lost the first one to Apollo. He wins the second one in Philadelphia. That's how the movie goes. Cody is Rocky. He's running up the steps. You're doing the vignettes. You're doing all the stupid shit. It's there. You know, Roman's like cutting promos saying, you didn't beat me last year. How are you going to do it this year? It is. It was there. This is wrestling. This is this is the wrestling storyline. This is not like it wasn't even like creative booking to get to this point. It was fucking there. And then it's like, oh, I want to see who the real head of the table. Who the fuck cares about that? Really? Who really fucking cares about who's the head of the fucking table? Who the fuck cares? Hey, I, I can't, I can't, I can't speak on it. Look, I, look, I can't speak on it. I'm not Samoan. I can't speak on it. This is a fifty, what, fifty three year old man against a thirty six year old man, dude. The Rock was the head of the table. It's your fucking grandfather now. It's time to <laughs> let the other man be the head of the table. Well, you up there where where Alpha is single damn there now? Yes, like. What are you talking about? Cross the threshold, sir. Dude, if you hadn't got big in Hollywood, you'd be doing uh you'd be uh, on the indies doing these tables charging $25 a handshake and a photograph, but you made it in Hollywood. Go the fuck I, on. We I, are I done with say, you. Though, I would look, I am a good old hater. I I'm just gonna say it. You know, I want the I want the worst decision possible. Um Oh, you want so, Rock to win? Absolutely, dude. Dude, absolutely. 
Dude, put it I, on the rock. Dude, I have said many times I have the WWE tattoo. I can never quit the WWE. The Rock wins that I, match. The Rock that queen, wins that match. Yes. The Rock that wins that match. Uh, I'm about to start watching wrestling with y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I am I am retiring. I am throwing in my WWE card. I am going to get my tattoo covered with an uh, AEW tattoo. I am out if The Rock wins this. This is not how <laughs> wrestling works. I forgot that you had that tattoo, and now that you reminded me of that, like, I, I feel less sorry for you. Yeah. You made your bed. No, it's like, I I am, man. Uh, I remember when I, I got the WWF tattoo, because I had become, yeah, and the reason I got the WWF tattoo was because I had become so disenfranchised with WWE, I wanted to get the tattoo of what I fell in love with originally. So that's why I got the WWF tattoo. It is, yeah, it's got the full on F and everything, old school. And now rock, and, and now rock pulling Hogan moves, and now and yeah. now you now you're like, oh, I, I I was too young to realize what was going on, dude. <laughs> hey, <laughs> for I am at I'm at ten years of saying the WWE isn't booked for me anymore. <sighs> it, it isn't. It isn't booked for me. It is done like it is what i do on mondays it is what i do on fridays or thursdays or whatever the fuck day smackdown comes on but i have no emotional attachment mm-hmm. in general to most of the stuff that goes on in wwe mm-hmm. my emotional oh, attachment man. is to one person one person damn yeah, one she person was... i followed him to aw <laughs> he, he came back i was like oh i was at wrestlemania 38 i followed this man I had no. I hate L.A. as a city. I went to L.A. to see him finish the story. I hate it. I went there, like, like hate this. So they they have been just saying for like a year now. Fuck you, Floyd. Fuck you, Floyd. Fuck you, Floyd. We don't care what you want. And it was like, and then they had the nerve after screwing Cody over on Friday, put out a new shirt Monday. And then everybody's like, "Oh, I, I got, got a fucking dog on it." Yeah, I got I got the new shirt. And I'm like, and then people are like, "I'm talking about the dog." Yeah, people are like, people are like, I'm, people are like, "Oh, I went and got the shirt." I'm like, so your way to show them that you're not angry is to then give them more money, right? <laughs> right. I'm so angry. That's, Here's fifty dollars. Right. Right. <laughs> Dan in the comments, the January sixth shirt, man. I, look, a flag. A dog. Yes. Here's another one, right? Do, How do, many do times red, do you have white, a shirt? Blue color, claim your kingdom. No, no, no. Rich, yes. Rich, that's the thing, though. This ain't the first reclaim your kingdom shirt that Cody's put out. Yeah. That's his, that's one of his slogans. Why is that one of your slogans, Cody? Yes. It don't like like this ain't the first one. Like you know, yeah. Like I I wanted someone to get heat on the dog. You know, like I'm tired of Cody bringing out the dog. And nobody stealing the dog. The rock, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Rock did it better. Rock got heat on the dog better than anyone ever could have because Cody brought out the dog. Cody probably look Triple H on the phone with Cody. Yeah, man. You know, you want to rumble? It's time for you to you want face face with Seth. Now it's time for you to go face face with Rock on Friday. Bring the dog. Cody brought the dog. They showed him backstage with the dog, and then Rock showed up and said, "Man, motherfucker, that dog." <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna that show dog, you what that, a, that dog's a loser just like you. He's like, let me show you, let me show you what a dog does. And he lifted Don't his make leg. Me some power <laughs> he left his leg right on Cody and, and, and established his dominance. 
<laughs> my house. Damn. <laughs> this is All my right, house. Cody, Cody said, uh, Rock said, hey, man, get you in that white ass dog out of here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, I came on the show to laugh through the pain because yeah, believe me, I am hurting. Yeah, I did not I just on want... Friday. I didn't go to sleep until 4 a.m. and I had to work at seven because I was so pissed off I couldn't sleep. You know, what's hey, funny? I just I just want to know what late. type of. I, I just want to know what type of anti-black comments Brandy Rose made uh, in in the privacy of their home uh, about Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> now, um, we saw her tweeting the word quarterback, so I imagine she oh, has she, some she, strong she, she, feelings. She's already tweeting out quarterbacky. No, 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 no. Because like Cody's whole thing is where he talks about he wants to be the quarterback of. WWE essentially, and she's like, he's the quarterback. I'm like, that man's been demoted to second string. And, like, hey, like I know. said, all I can do is laugh through the pain because, and like, like I said, when I'm not on here, I am bothered. I am, I am so, turning, I am turning WWE 2K22 on rookie and beating the shit out the rock. You know, all right, so, <laughs> all right, so for what you say, you said until four. Oh yeah, I was up at four, and I had to be up in three hours. And I finally went okay. to sleep, and it was like that alarm hit, and I was uh-huh. like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> and right, I was so, mad at I was mad at the Rock all over again. All right, so all this was happening. Uh, Rich is actually in town at the time, and uh, so like I, I went out, hung out with him in downtown Dunedin, and uh, I had to come, get back early. I had to get up to uh, to go to the gym for an early morning thing, and like. Even while knowing that, knowing that like I was losing out on hours, I still stayed up a little bit later to, to, to read all the stuff before, like the same as you, except for exact different feeling and reason. Like, <laughs> like the, like, the, like your, your, you felt pain. I, I was, it, it was, it was one of the best nights on Twitter ever. <laughs> I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like absolutely was. I'm like refreshing my screen, hoping it was a mistake. No, nope. <laughs> like, and then I watched maybe, the video. maybe Cody misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he didn't mean uh, to bring the rock out. Maybe the music uh, didn't mean to play. Maybe he didn't mean to shake that man's hand. Maybe he didn't mean to get that uh, whispered in his ear and smile like a jackass. That like Cody's. Cody's maybe he didn't mean to walk off, walk out the room. Bro, ring. that look on Cody's face is just like when, uh, when, uh, a Cody fan. He's wearing a Mets hat. He said yeah. to Cody uh, when Cody was like, "Yeah, let's get him. We're gonna finish the story." All of a sudden, he said, uh, "But, but, but not now." And he said, "Fuck!" And all of a sudden, the rock music again. That man's head was down, and he was like. And then all he did the handshake and the doubt with Coach. Uh, with yeah. Rock. Uh, and he walked uh, out the ring, and as he walked out the ring, that fan said, "Where the fuck are you going?" Uh, 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 the Rock is like the Rock basically said, "Hey, get out the bro. ring. The grown-ups are going to talk now, bro." You this know, is like, like he got sent to his bro, room. This is like a little kid. This, imagine this scenario: like a little kid is there. And then all of a sudden, his hero is there, and his hero blows his own brains out in front of the kid. Like that's what Cody did on SmackDown. He blew his own brains out in then, front of fucking every the world. And, right? and, 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 and when is the last time Cody went this long without tweeting? He did not tweet. He did not anything. He, he just didn't like anything. He, he didn't like anything. He just stayed off Twitter. He saw it all, probably. Huh? He still okay. got that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh but I know, like I said, his he did everything his way to just not make his presence, just let it happen. You know, and he sat back and I was just like, to me, 
that that said more than anything that he was. He pissed. tweeted tonight. Apparently, mm. I mean, he had a he, he had a fucking pool roll match on Nakamura tonight. Yeah, yeah. He just he just won it. Yeah. yeah. We should we should move on to uh, a, another topic. We got here, an hour but, and a um, minute off this shit. <laughs> yeah, just incredible, incredible audio. Jesus. Um, what are y'all gonna do when Damien comes and cashes it in on Cody like two seconds after he wins the belt at WrestleMania? Oh, I oh mean, so he doesn't. We gonna bring he doesn't. Back on or we gonna, yeah, yeah. gonna go ninety minutes like, on it. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, if Cody wins it and then just he doesn't have to carry that shit around. Yeah. I consider that a W. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I've even said I I when people ask who do you think is leaving WrestleMania weekend with that title with Seth's title, I say Damian Priest a hundred percent. Under no circumstances, so, Cody. I'm positing for saying, hey man, he needs to come in and cash in like Seth did, to where like the match leaves in a three way, and like I never and he pins get Seth, pinned. and like I don't get pinned, and I also never have to hold it or touch it. Drew just man. Drew just if he puts that shit on Rich, you. Drew just attack Cody after this match. Like we might come on this show, but ain't gonna be good for him. We might come on this show and the entire like One Nation Radio like show from that week get like struck down because put that shit on will just be on loop. Like we will be doing the podcast over the instrumental. I will find the instrumental or remake or something, and we will we will literally do the podcast. With the put that shit on instrumental playing underneath us, like when yep. it comes time to review Cody's match, and, 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 I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of these interviews lately. Like, I don't think exactly the best thing in the world to be out here using a uh, AB music, but man, like that CTE AB gonna have to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Drew, Drew attacked Cody. So they're like, okay, wow. we're gonna distract you even more. Now Cody's in a few with Drew. misdirections. Yep. Yep. You don't know where what's happening to him now. Because yep. oh, you man. know, Seth can't wrestle. You know, Seth's right. next match is gonna probably be WrestleMania. Like <laughs> So last week I talked I, I busted open some of the Vince McMahon allegations. I think there's been a lot of great audio on the on the network about it. Imp did a show. Uh, where he thoroughly in extreme detail went over the lawsuit and you know how you should really kind of look at this thing um obviously we've, we've had some audio uh for, from other folks i believe trish and sarah are coming back this week uh, with something i would anticipate uh hearing hearing them talk about it as well but um i talked about it last week but there ended up being like another uh kind of twist to the story uh i sent out a tweet and i was like man i don't think vince man's gonna go quietly and this is gonna set up the ultimate scenario where they all turn on each other and the first domino has fallen when it comes to turning on somebody john laronitis has got his own lawyer and i believe he has brought a suit against vince mm-hmm. um saying that he was a victim as mm-hmm. well and you know, if you if you read it, is that possible? Sure. Yeah, but it, but it definitely but either way, it, it that what it's not was, doing is denying doing what happened or not denying Correct. any of this stuff happened. So like immediately, Vince McMahon's like the, like the plausible deniability, like the the vehement uh, denial is already out the window. Um, I believe Ann Callis, who is the lawyer, 
uh, is basically saying, Janelle Grant, like, this is not going to be like, this is not a settlement is not going to make this go away. Like, they want to blow up the culture at WWE and encourage more people to come forward. We know there are more NDAs out yep. there. We know there's more money to account for this stuff. Um, what do you guys think about Laronitis turning on Vince here? And what do you make of like, – I, I didn't obviously get your, your uh, thoughts on all this last week, James, but uh, – and Floyd, Floyd, you really get to talk about um, WWE on your show. What do you guys yeah. think of all this? It was his only option. If he wants to have any type of life, you know what I mean? Like, he's married. You know, like Vince is basically divorced with – uh, divorced from Linda, living on his own. You know, John Laurinaitis is married, and he has two uh, two stepdaughters that are basically a part of the wrestling industry and have their own image. Like, he had no choice but to turn on Vince if he wants any type of life. If he just doesn't want to like move to some kind of remote island and live alone, he had to turn on Vince. I don't know if he's guilty. I don't know if he's anything. But strategically, if you're playing this like the game of chess, it was his only move. Um, I do not know John Laurinaitis. Um, but I will say that most um, characterizations of John Laurinaitis is not um, positive. Are not positive. Um. I'm not going to get into um, the snitching, not stitching part because ultimately it's not it's not important. John Laurinaitis was a part of this, and this is a route he's deciding to go with it, seemingly to cover his ass. Absolutely. And um, you know. It's honestly pathetic. Um, it's survival, so whatever. But nonetheless, no less pathetic. Um, and whatever he has to testify towards, whatever else to get a lighter sentence or whatever happens involving all this, we'll see. Um, you know, as you know, there's a federal investigation into this. We'll learn more. And um, we'll learn more. We'll learn more discussing details on all this. And you know, if this leads to them clearing out, clearing house completely, and them, you know, changing the the, the culture there, then that's for the best. I just wish it it never came to all of this and all of the pain that uh, people had to go through for this. Um, I've I don't know much of the details on this stuff. Um, I've heard some, I've, I've seen, read some things that are just alarming and disgusting and vile. And like, I'm okay with wrestling not existing if this shit don't happen to people. Like, regardless of my fandom, I, as you know, Y'all are watching, y'all are listening. I've been, been watching this shit for over a decade, covering it over for over a decade with, with Rich. Um, like, 
people are going to have to, I guess some people will have to make their line on, you know, if this, is it still for them? We've talked to a few people that have, they're weighing that heavily. Um, but if this is your line where you say, all right, I'm done. I don't blame you. I don't. I would ask this as a person that is, you know, wrestling my whole life, right? Watching wrestling my whole life, been a part of it my whole life. Um, if you take that line that you can't watch wrestling anymore, how do you ever watch another TV or movie? Because we know this shit's been going on in Hollywood before wrestling yeah, existed. Yeah, even before the, with Me Too and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we've known yeah. this existed. So how do you say, hey, I'm done with wrestling and then watch anything else? Um, so I'm not a person that is into how people want to police or people want to boycott what disgusts them. So like, I can't speak to you on that. I just know that like people have their lines or whatever else. And if that's their line, fine. I can't speak to, I can't speak to people's personal experience of what they've dealt with to, to where it's like, Hey, something might be something that read something that might've, you know, yeah. it might've made them think of something they've had to go through. Who knows? Uh-oh. Yeah, unfortunately, it's personal think, in a way that like I'll never understand. I'll never I, understand intimately. Yeah, I've told a few people with this story. Uh, when I was sixteen or seventeen, I was looking into trying to become a professional wrestler, and you know, I'm a kid. I looking at training schools. There was training school in Oklahoma, ran by. Not going to remain names. Uh, my sister, uh, my half sister, she had uh, somebody in her family that was a trainer uh, in another area. And and what they told me when I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. They were like, oh, yeah, you, you're kind of big enough, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they was like, and I was like, yeah, my goal is to make it to the WWE, just like anybody's goal it was at that time. And they said, they said this, and I hope, you know, trigger warning. And he was like, uh, if you want to make it to the WWE, just know you're going to have to suck dick. 16 years old, no filter. That's what they told me. Did I know? I did. Did I know any truth? Did I question it? This is what they told me, and then in that moment, I was like, "I don't think I want to do this." Never took a bump. Never worked in wrestling. (laughs) No, (laughs) not me. Yeah. So these are people that had worked do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Had worked in wrestling. That's what they told me, and I was like, "So since I was six, so all y'all be doing this or what?" Since I was 16, like like I said, just because you're on the internet, I've been clear. You're not on the IWC. There is levels oh, to this shit. shit. There is levels to this shit. So I found this out. And it's so, like, to me, this is a person 16 years old at home in Oklahoma City finding out about this information. And you telling me, you can tell me that anybody that worked there didn't know this shit. So I've always had this kind of skewed view on what wrestling is you know what i mean and this like it doesn't make any of this easier to read hear understand all that stuff but i've kind of realized this thing that i love was ran by monsters a very long time ago so maybe i've become numb to it so like when this I've... thing came out i was like oh shit okay then I, it, my brain went back to 16 years old and i'm like huh maybe Maybe they weren't lying to me because, you know, as I've gotten older, I've questioned whether, you know, they were just trying not to get me to get in the wrestling business. But now I see this happening and they say, oh, this is terrible. This is 
like the worst shit I've ever heard. Look, but what um, aren't you hearing? You know what I mean? I, you got I, seven NDAs out there. You know, at least. Look, uh, there are, there have been plenty of stories of people wanting to break into wrestling in their first time. You know, at a at a wrestling spot, they got their arm broken or something like that, or their leg broken. Yeah, and then they, and it's a lot of them. They will come back, and then they will be taught. I want to know who was out here sucking dick and then came back. <laughs> you, 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 fuck, you, you, we, we were on one thing. Now it's turning to comedy hour, unfortunately, but that, that now, now that's all that's in my mind now is, is that terrible thing. So now that, now that I, now that you said this terrible thing, I've now added to the ter- terrible thing with the comedy. Unless Rich wants to add on with it too, we can move on. Fair? Yeah. I, 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 all I'm saying is, and I said this before the show and for the people that jumped in as we press record, if you, you, I, I be like, believe victims. I believe everything that happened to her and she was put in this situation and she didn't feel like she had a choice. I 100% believe that. But if you believe that, how can you believe that the men had any choice? This is the most powerful men in wrestling. I for mean, twenty something years. I mean, think this of all the, the think of yeah. all the open, all the like the the jokes about Shawn Michaels over the years. Yeah. So how do you think John Laurinaitis, who from what I say didn't have any advanced degrees or MBAs, who's in this executive tradition in the WWE? How do you think? Do you think he felt like he had a choice? I don't know this man. I don't know this man either. But did he have a choice? I don't know. Um, but no, no, but we do know rich, that he knew rich people, and we do dictators. know that he was out here engaging in Birdman and Wayne tactics. So dictators yeah. dictate everybody. That's all I'm saying. This dude that, was the most powerful man in wrestling. There was nowhere else to go. That's there was true. no other company that, to go that, to. That's true. But I would also like <laughs> when, we to- when, t- when dictators get toppled, they hold they hold like. They gotta circle. blow all that shit they, up. They go, they go, they go along with them out. Oh, they, no. they, don't, they don't get the oh, you know, he was he was a man too powerful. That they don't tend to that don't tend to happen. They tend to they tend to you know, uh, drag your body on uh, across the street too. Hey, hey, hey dude, I, I, I said if if I was anybody that knew or got involved, your only chance in this situation, come out, Bro, say what you knew. Yeah, come out, say what you knew. <laughs> say what you knew. Say what Vince had on you, because Vince had something. And throw yourself at the mercy of public opinion, because if we find out, it's your ass. Well, Lauren Isis, there's no coming back anywhere. He's just trying to make it yeah, where he, he could go. Fired. He, the dude just trying to make it where he can live in his little suburb, wherever he lives, and be left alone. That's all he's trying to do right now. He's financially good. Because he worked at WWE too long not to be, you know. For but, now, we don't know how to. We don't know how to legal how a court. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they come. He, he's good but, for. But, but to say to blame this person and to join in on the other side of the suit or whatever he's trying to do, it, literally, he's just trying at this point in time. Like I said, I'm not like he's grasping his straws. Oh yeah, he's like, dude, I just want to. I just want to be able to walk down the street. Without people looking at me like, oh, that's a fucking monster right there. Even though he probably I, is. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that man might had to get used to the Henry Hill lifestyle, you know. You're, but, um, when you're rich enough, you're rich enough. You can find a spot. You know, like I, I even said, if I was Vince, I'd be out the country now. I'd be gone. And Russell Simmons. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be gone. Gone. You would not be able to find me. You would. They would be like, you wouldn't even find me to serve me, because that's what money buys you. It buys you anonymity. You know, it buys you, you know, privacy. And I was, I'd be gone. There would be no facing this in court. I'd be out. I feel so bad for um for Janelle Grant when <laughs> Leonidas comes out and flips. And it's like, hold on, man. You're trying to distract. It's like you causing confusion. Like we heard, the, the you know, Tupac used to say you causing confusion. Like whether like where whether we have to debate whether Laronitis was a victim or not, that's to me is distracting, like in a way that a fake hashtag with Cody is not. Cause now you actually have to worthwhile discussion he said whether again, John Laronitis is a victim. However, like literally nothing has changed. Like she's still the one that's driving the the guts of this thing forward. Um, she's still the one. Oh, OBS is disconnected. That's not good. I guess it'll reconnect me. But um, yeah, it's um, I, I don't understand why. With this whole thing with Laronitis, like he's just. I don't know where to evaluate him aside from, yeah, you're a monster too, because it's, it's such a kind of morale testing thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm just in the, look, I, we can get to, you know, his side of it as far as what he feels he was, um, he was pressured to do, but those are still things he did nonetheless. So that that's kind of where I am on it until I hear more information. Yeah. Ari Emanuel, TKO, whoever. I just say just back up the Brinks truck and make this go away. That's I mean, as a business, that's all you can do. As a person that was like, I didn't even I wasn't even WWE's here. He's involved in this too. Yes. Like it's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. because because there are un there are two unnamed execs that knew about all this shit. Besides Laurinaitis, yeah, at least two yeah. that's they're named in the in the suit. Yeah, like the chick says, this is far uh, the the lawyer lady. Excuse me, says there this is uh like farther more than like you know this is more than the settlement. And right. I'm like, there, there's a number, there's a number. Are they willing to pay the number? I mean, whatever the number is, there's more like there's gonna ultimately is gonna come down to like or not what it comes down to, but like. There are more people than there are than there is a number to to be able to make this go away. The numbers, I mean, there's too many people. So from what I, from what I understand, if they pay for this one to go away, because a lot of the other NDAs are waiting to see what happens with this one. So if they pay for this mm-hmm. one to go away, the other ones die. I heard a little different. So um, or maybe I'm misremembering. So I, I, mm-hmm. I heard that like there are people that like. They're they're like chomping at the bit to find out what happens. I've heard that. I've also heard that there are people that are going to go like go forward through this even without 
outside of this, and it'll just be more stuff to learn. So I, you know, either either way, like this is a, this is a bad, um, an awful story about this company, and like it ain't going away no time soon. I don't imagine. Yeah, and the people that thought lowly about wrestling, they probably it didn't pay attention. But you know, it's it is changing a lot of people that love wrestling's mind because it's like, you know, this is no matter what this is this was the culture of the company whether you loved it at one time when you were younger or loved it now this was a culture this wasn't like this wasn't like uh oh this, this is isn't isolated man, incident. yeah yeah this isn't just one man acting crazy you know what i mean this was how you succeeded there apparently yep um so moving on um I wanted to talk to Floyd. It's been a while since we talked to Floyd about AW. Um, we've got, oh, shit, a bunch of new uh, viewers. Uh, <laughs> welcome, guys. Um, so kind of like a temperature check, like because I feel like, um, you know, with the with the C2 wrapping up, you got the title change mm-hmm. and, you know, some really strong programming to, to start the year. Uh, there was a lot of like negativity, you know, going on with AW between the firing of CM Punk, the uh, kind of general reactions to it, the end of MJF's title reign, um and just like the the attendance woes. And I think quietly like the programming has recovered in these two months. Uh collision's been something every week. Uh, I hear something good. I, I actually watched a show last week. Um I think Dynamite's had all but like every show show except maybe one this year. Which was was really strong. Um, what was the show your, after after or a couple weeks ago that was like after uh, Carolina or South Carolina? Uh, what was the that? one right after that stunk? I don't remember exactly. It, I'll think about it because it was North Charleston was where they were in South Carolina, and then like that show actually turned out good. Oh, it was after. Savannah. Savannah, yeah, okay. Savannah stunk. Savannah, yep. Um, Floyd, what's your overall read on uh on AW right now, and is is are things picking up? That and that's what that's what it is. I think uh they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding after uh after the CM Punk thing, and it took you know, in in their first you know, not critically acclaimed pay per view, they had to start from scratch with Samoa Joe as champion, which is an amazing champion, and it's it's. As a as a person that covers AEW every week, um, I was down during the MJF at the end of MJF. I mean, I even like if you listen to the show, it was hard for me to come on and be the regular positive Floyd because it was just like I I don't really care about what's going on. Uh, everyone knows this is Adam Cole, you know, and it's like we we needed to get past that, and we did. We did, and it's fixed with Samojo, Swerve, Hangman. They fixed the world title match. It's become about the title. I, I said, I've said on the show many times the thing about the AEW that was a love that I loved, it was that there was the singing MJF in Chris Jericho. There was all the sports entertainment stuff happened, you know, at the beginning of the show, the middle of the show. But the main event was pure. The main event was you know chris jericho being the world champion then it was 
Uh, then it was John Moxley, and it was always about the world title. Everything else happened earlier in the match. Sting, Sting doing the cinematic matches, doing the, the dentist match with Rick Baker. All that stuff happened at the beginning of the show. But the end of the show was about wrestling. And every belt, all that shit, bullshit stayed away from the world title. And then MJF first started, you know, has the match for Brian Danielson, has a lot of good matches, right, at the beginning. And then he's like, oh, we're going to bring the bullshit into the world title. And it just changed the vibe of the whole promotion. Whole promotion changed the vibe. And we really needed to get past that to fix it. And unfortunately, it did drive some people away. And it's like, and it's easier to drive people away than it is to get them back. So they're working on getting them back right now. And what they're working on getting them back, they're working on finding the AEW. And the attendance thing, I've I've had this opinion for about a year as the attendance low. There used to be something special about going to an AEW show mm-hmm. where they were, you know, the people were going to come out. They were going to come at the end. They uh they'd uh, bring the CM Punk would be like sing a song. You know, remember he's hugging Jungle Boy saying, Yeah, I don't want to fight y'all, you know, all that stuff. And it was just like when you were in the building, you were gonna get a unique experience. It was gonna be more than wrestling, it was gonna be more than the WWE. You were gonna get this unique family, rah-rah, we're going after the WWE feel, right? And then it was just like I remember it uh, It was like it was doing the Cody thing and it was like Cody stopped coming out at the beginning of the show at the end of the show. And it was Tony Khan all the time. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they had CM Punk and it was like, oh, this is great. And it's just like even now, if you ask me what is unique about going to an AEW show versus a WWE show a year ago, I could have described 100 things. Now I can't describe one thing. It's just a wrestling show. And it's just like when you. You're not going to out wrestling. You're not going to out sports entertain WWE because WWE is going to sell tickets because it says WWE. AEW is going to need more of a hook to keep their fans coming in. They're going to have whoever's going to be the rah-rah guy. They're going to have to put down the WWE. I know a lot of people like, well, they're always coming to the WWE because their fans wanted it. Because you were coming to the AEW show because it wasn't just going to AEW and supporting People that look, uh, people that look like Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe, people that wouldn't get pushed in WWE. It was more like, "Hey, I love them and fuck you," and then they kind of stopped saying "fuck you," and people liked saying "fuck you." You know, they wanted to say <laughs> "fuck you." To WWE. People enjoyed that. It was like, you know, it is like you, you know, you had the WWE fans wearing the AEW shirts and carrying the WD, AEW signs to WWE events. When's the last time you saw that? When? It doesn't exist because we're not the army anymore. Cody was the general of this army. And it worked because Cody wasn't the owner of the company. He wasn't. Because you don't want to see this from the owner of the company. Tony Khan is supposed to be above this. You know, you need one of the other guys to be that voice. And I don't know who's going to step up in it. I don't know who's going to step up or if anybody's ever going to step up. But that that magic that came with going to AEW, following why people were traveling everywhere, why I was at the first night of Dynamite, why people were on the fucking boat at, at, at three, is because it was like we, we are AEW, we are AEW. It felt like the fans, the wrestlers, everybody were all were to AEW, and it, it's lost that, and I don't know how you get it back. 
I think it's going to be hard to get that back when, like, a uh, not insignificant amount of the roster are ex-WWE guys slash want to go back. Correct. I mean, I mean, that's the big thing. I am big on this. I understand how wrestling works, and I think I fully understand how contracts work, right? But <laughs> when I'm, if I'm Tony Khan and somebody says, I want to go to WWE, let me see how long it takes to get this paperwork done. Go. Go. If you if you want to be the next guy to lose to Gunther, good. Where does Andrade slot in? Andre, does, Andrade doesn't have a chant. He doesn't have a little hand symbol for anybody He's to going do. To do yes. this, is, this is going to be Alberto Del Rio part two. Because Andrade like, is not an entertainer. He is a wrestler. They don't want wrestlers in great WWE. Wrestler. They there don't is want no spot for him. Yeah, they, they I was thinking about it. I think they assigned him to Raw, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's never going to be the world champion. He He's gonna, he wasn't going to be that in AEW either, I don't we, think. We knew that in 2017. Yeah, right. Within, and he's and he's being pushed as a baby face on Raw. I'm sorry, 18, so it's like, 18, like, are they going to let him cut promos? No. Right. Like, he. Yeah, I, uh, Look, you know, his, it's, his, his wife's over there. Yeah, yeah. No, different circumstances, yeah. dude. His only career path is Charlotte getting back, and he being like her valet, because. What is he gonna go back to NXT? He gonna go wrestle? Uh, he go, uh, what's Trick. I don't even know the chair. Yeah, he, he he's gonna wrestle. Gang war. He, he gonna wrestle Ilya? You know, is he gonna uh lose the Santos? You know, because Santos stayed. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you know, Triple H is leaning towards Santos, and it's just like I don't see his spot in the WWE because the people in the WWE that are really like LA Knights and all that stuff, it's. It's about the entertainment value of your music. It's about what they can chant when you come out there. You know, so whatever. I'm like, man, I see his ceiling as losing to Gunther. And that's his ceiling. They're going to warm him look, up to get chopped by Gunther a hundred times. He They'll got a, job. On a, he, a great match. He's working a job where his significant other is also on the job. Like, I, he got different agendas than, than, than someone that's, than, that I imagine the average person is as talented as he <laughs> is wood so like it is what it is like wwe is not like always for people like the place where like i'm going to go and prove my worth sometimes it's a time to get paid yeah time but, to time to just get a job where i can always have it in a steady pay and i can be on the road and do what i need to do and have the lifestyle i want to have and it's and so it, funny when he thought about leaving was after the c2 probably his hottest period in aw right, right. he came out of the c2 probably hotter than any other wrestler coming out of C2, even losing, showing that, hey, losing is not that bad, you know, if you do it right. And it was like, oh, okay, they've repositioned this man. They've shown the world he can wrestle again. Oh, I'm out. Later. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are positive signs, uh, especially, like, the first two months. Like, there's, you know, new agendas for uh for the championship like you know i think i think people are really rallying around swerve right now uh i think they're into the idea of, of swerve and hangman like this multi-week story mm-hmm. uh of course everybody's kind of buzzing about the free agent acquisitions that are in the air between um you know kazushi okada possibly and mercedes monet and will osprey's 
imminent um, debut in the company, which could be any week now. Um, yeah. CMLL has been introduced into AEW, and this is really cool. Like, <laughs> between uh, Volador Jr., Masco Dorada, Hechicero, uh, I believe there was one other guy. I couldn't remember. Um, was it Mrs. E's? <sighs> Mystico. It was Mystico. Okay, Sorry. Mystico. Okay. Um, and um, it was like the the Hedgesero and Danielson match. It was in uh, Edinburg, Texas. It looked like an old lucha arena. It looked like something like that CMLO would run or AAA would run in like not Mexico City or something. And it, w- it was really hot. I, I got to watch Hedgesero for the first time against Danielson. And it was like, it was awesome to see a wrestler I've never seen before and become a fan the first time I watched him. And I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. This rules. Um, so, like, there are a lot of, like, I think fan service things going on um, right now, like, that are, uh, you know, things that people want to see. The women's division is much improved. Yeah. Um, you know, the arrival of Queen Aminata, Lady Frost, the, Mariah May. The... Um... How do you say this? Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, Deanna Perrazzo. And also, like, as you mentioned, like, as you get these people on the screen, you have to take certain people off the screen. Yeah. I, I, Indeed. I'm, I'm waiting for Britt to come back. I'm, you know, I've always. Been I wasn't even talking about Britt in particular situation. I was thinking of okay. someone that, like, I saw every fucking week on the show and I was tired uh, of it. Oh, uh, the one, maybe a color is in their name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I was just saying. I was just saying what I was excited about. I'm excited about Britt and hopefully Jamie Hader coming back from injury. It seems like a re, like a focus on the women's division. This is yeah. the Thunder Rosa the, coming back into the fold yeah. as well. Yeah, and it's just like, and it just seems like a lot of people that can, you know, every that people know can wrestle are coming on, and it's it, just it's like, like if you have good wrestlers, like it's yeah. easier to do good wrestling stuff yeah it is like i i i think brit taking her time you know to a strategic and awesome. i think it's yeah huh also right like yeah. i mean storylines storylines abound right like we, yeah. we have i mean even the julia hart sky blue thing that's storyline you got the soraya the soraya and um and angelo and and ruby thing uh, uh thing going on okay. uh, of the deceit like uh, tony storm is like fucking hilarious on commentary every single week. Um, yeah, like it's 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 rounded into form. Uh, I feel like it's the best it's been since like maybe like peak Riho. Um, yeah. And so, I'm waiting on Athena to get the call up. Come on, it's the yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, like a lot of times the best women's wrestling from a week to week basis has been on uh, been on uh, their uh, ROH I mean, site. She was the best women's wrestler in America last year. It. Yeah, and, and, ROH night, last year. and no one was watching the matches, and it's just like, like I literally thought she was going to go ahead and lose to Billy Starks. Billy. Yeah, right. at uh, at the pay per view, and then you know you basically get called up, and it's just like, it's like at this point in time, it's you know it's like something gets long in the tooth, and it's like everybody knows she's great. It's like when are you going to go with it? But now with everybody coming back, she might be best. In ROH, I think uh, Ni- her and Nyla are about to feud in yeah. ROH right now. So, yeah, and I didn't even mention the rankings are back. Yeah, 
Yeah, I oh. am, I was always a big fan of rankings. Same. I did have to put out this disclaimer. It's just a storytelling device. Me, right. like, it's one of the lines that me and Joe Lanza are like completely in the same. Like, it's a storytelling device. At no point, like, are I have the rankings. You know, like in any sport, been like, oh, one one's gonna wrestle two or wrestle play football against two, and it's just right. like Florida State is your biggest example of the rankings always not meaning. I've, I've covered I've covered that on the show enough. For you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying that rankings always not yeah. you know making sense. You know what I mean? They don't always make sense. It, it's wrestling. It's 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 yeah. a rankings based on a TV show. So honestly. Take it with, you know, use it for what it's for, entertainment purposes only. It's not gospel. It's not the Bible. <laughs> it's just a guide to decide who's wrestling yeah, I, next. I, I think <laughs> it's, it's good. I, I, like, people, like, the meltdowns over this is just like, I don't understand it. Like, it's like, do you want this company to, be, to do different things or not? Well, my thing is, I haven't heard anybody give me a good reason why they dislike it. Because every reason I've heard why they dislike it, I'm like, oh, you're you're not you're not getting like the positives of this, and the, the things you think are negative aren't actually negatives. It's only negative if you have an incompetent booker. Like right. if you book well, I can make a power ranking of all the wrestlers, and we all do anyway. That's how we know when people's titles have, have title shots come in, because people build momentum via wins and losses and winning big Look, matches like all and the also, time. And all that is, is basically like a little scoreboard to tell you this person is a, is, is headed towards the title shot. This person uh, looks like they could potentially get it, and then they have a, a, a setback, and that knocks them off, right? Like, that's the reason why, like, John Moxley is three on the thing instead of, like, number one. Yeah. And I think also something that's, that goes on with that is it encourages you to put different people out on the show. Like, if there are going to be people that are doing falls, you're going to start seeing, like, Christopher Daniels, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, Rob Van Dam coming out. Uh, Swords beat a couple of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to see less Sky Blue just getting ran out there every week and losing, like, six weeks in a row. Right, you're gonna see less of that because it's gonna blow her up in the rankings, and they're not gonna do that. Like, this is like way better, like for yeah. for the promotion, and it has us talking about it, which is what it's supposed to do. Right, rankings in all sports is for you to have discussions and talk about. It's like right. in UFC, they use the rankings to they brought out the rankings. Why? So they could sell fight night. So right. they could say this is two versus seven instead right. of this random guy versus this random guy. This right. is how you build it. Swerve and the Hangman is a big match, but it's an even bigger match because it's one versus two, and more right. than likely the person is going to revolution. It's right. like we it went from being see, just another match on Dynamite to being a pay per view level match see, on Dynamite. See now, now like maybe we're all we're all, we're all preaching the most acquired because like all of us, all three of us, big sports fans. Yes. We grew up with this. Yeah. The people that I see had stru- struggle with these sorts of things. Like, why do why do you, wins and losses matter and stuff? And like why and why do you care about like championships mattering more than whatever the subplot is that's is selling the fight? Is like because you have to use that stuff in proper context to make the whole universe make sense. If the friendship matters more than the belt, then like what is everyone else doing? 
Yeah. Is everything else they're doing, is everyone else doing not important? Yeah. Like, so, um, I think that's a lot of, I think that's a lot of it. It's like, it's just another thing that informs the universe you're watching. And it's just confirmation of like, all right, am I, what am I not paying attention to if like something, something doesn't feel right for me when I'm looking at these rankings, right? What am I missing? Or what are they missing? Right? Like, are they, are they actually like executing their story well enough to where like I get, or, or most fans get or understand these rings looking at me like, oh, it makes sense. And, you know, more, most shrug. So, um, for me, that's why I've always liked it. And like, even without the thing, if this, if this, without the, um, powering is, if this thing is booked well, you kind of know who's on deck anyway. But you have a visual aid. Like, you yeah. know, Wardlow, everyone knows Wardlow's coming. It's for, it's, and it's you know how you know how you're gonna know Warlow's close? He's yeah. gonna be five, then he's right. gonna be four, right. then he's gonna be three, and it's, oh, Warlow's number one contender. It's 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 like it is ranking. How do I say it? It is uh it is challenger storytelling. Uh, it's a challenger scoreboard for dumb motherfuckers like Bully Ray that didn't get to like when <laughs> Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Stormbo had the same tattoo, and then one of them says uh, they live together. That's the story. Is that they that is that like the conflict is that they used to be friends and, and one of them has like completely changed because they've gone psychotic over the AEW Women's title. The other one is there to confront them to, to point out how that person has changed. But in case you need another a a video package for it as well, they'll give one to you as well. Stop placating these dummies, Tony Khan. Dude, it was like I remember when uh, about six or. It was about nine months after AEW existed, and they were like, AEW fans have, you know, on average, have a higher level of intelligence oh, and, uh, uh, you know, make more money. <laughs> they make more money. And it was like, oh, well, okay. Okay, we know this. We know who our audience is. Now let's start treating them like idiots. <laughs> That's good that one. doesn't make sense. You know who your audience is. You're like, like, you the PG people, you know, they got Mondays and Fridays. We're TV fourteen up in this bitch. It's it's just a Wednesday lot of like, and, Saturday. and for me, it's not even like for me personally. The whole you're smart, they're dumb thing or whatever else. I, I don't get into that. Yeah. Did you pay attention or not? Because yeah. if you don't, because often what happens is when I see people stumble upon this, it's mostly like they they just weren't paying attention and like look if this this is a pastime you ain't gotta pay attention as hard as we do as a people as people to analyze a two hour show and then <laughs> talk about it for two hours like right you don't have to do that but like I think often what happens is like hey do you even just pay attention while the show is going on are oh, you no. actually watching like well that no. too that's that's no. really part of it too it's like people don't watch they just hear stuff and be like well wait what why and like here's why motherfucker. And also, and like, you know, that's how people get themselves in trouble. It's like, cause you, cause like, are you asking good faith or not? And ultimately, a, most of, a lot of these people that are doing this aren't asking good faith. They're doing the whole, I, I wish this place didn't exist. Dude, you know, I used to engage in Twitter a little bit and this is why I quit engaging because I realized that a lot of people that were complaining about stuff didn't watch the show. They right. watched the clip and they, they broke down the clip. And like this clip doesn't make sense, and I'm like, well, there was a 
session before then. There was a session after that. The announcers explained what was going on. And I'm just like, I'm not going to fight you because first of all, first of all, I don't punch down. Second of all, second of all, there is no reason to engage with somebody that wasn't going to like it no matter what. Like if you come in, I remember, oh God, last year, this dude messaged me and said, Jungle Boy turning hill. Uh, and I hope he's listening to this because my friends sometimes listen to stuff I'm on. And he said, Jungle Boy turning hill was finger poke of doom bad. That's what he said. And I was like, why? He was like, he was so hot as a face. And I was like, okay, when's the last time you watched the program? And he was like, well, and he, he said like eight months before. I was like, dude, after this four thing, the crowd completely turned on that man. And turning him hill just was just made sense. This is a refresh. And, like, and then he was like, oh, I didn't know all that. I was like, what the fuck are you commenting for? <laughs> if you don't watch the show, how can you complain about the show? It's like well. I don't I didn't I didn't understand it. So that's why I don't engage. I, I scroll <laughs> on Twitter and see so much stupid shit that I just keep scrolling by because I'm gonna listen to this show. Where I like I said, if I'm going to listen to someone, I'm going to have to at least believe you're as smart or smarter than me. Other than that, I'm just gonna fucking ignore you. I don't care if you DM me; I'll just scroll past your DM because this shit is <laughs> So when I listen to the show, I'm listening to Rich. I'm listening to James. Like, dude, I learned something when I listen to Rich and James. I'm watching the Voices of Wrestling, uh, the flagship. I learn something when I listen to Joe and Rich. I don't learn shit from Twitter, except people are way dumber than I ever gave them credit for being. It's not a bug. It's a feature of the app. Like, it, they, like you see stuff in your timeline that makes you, you, you want to, like, start immediately typing, you fucking moron. And, like, for me, like, I tend to, you know, I don't, I don't you know, tweet much. But like, there are certain times when it's like I see someone's like, "This is so dumb." Eric Bischoff just said, "Why is the TNT title being defended on TBS?" And I'm like, "Oh, you booked WCW. Let me see if the U.S. title has ever been defended in Japan." Oh, you know, can't say Sasaki beat Sting in Sumo Hall. Hey, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, self awareness, huh? Oh. Okay. I, 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 I the one thing I give credit to on Eric Eric Bischoff. I'm not a I'm not a fan of his at all, except you know his WCW run. Please say that man knows man. this man knows his audience. He respect you respect the group. Yeah, yeah, he gets on there, he gets on Twitter and reads the dumbest takes, and then he goes and placates to them on this show and tells them why they're not that dumb. He's like, oh, I know you think you're stupid, but you're really not that stupid. And it's like, oh, so now I'm smart. No. He's just telling you you're not that stupid. You're not <laughs> smart. An example, content, yeah. motherfucker. Like, <laughs> so it's just like no. It's just like he's just like when he says he doesn't. He knows people come on him to see him run down AEW, say flippy shit. The guy that basically invented the cruiserweight division, which started mm. the flippy shit, is complaining about flippy shit. It's too flippy. It's too what? It's too 20, much. 25, what? 25 years ago, when in '96, when Rey Mysterio was out here, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things with, with knees that was soon, you know, 
uh, spontaneous combust. Spontaneously combust. Like that was just when the flipping was just right. But this, but this flipping right now in 2024, it's different. It's too flippy. It's too flippy. Motherfuckers, Goldilocks. The the, the white man's ice is colder. You You did the same ending for your show for 83 weeks, and somehow you were this creative genius. Yep. It was the same ending. I NWO enjoyed this. the main event. Yeah. NWO yeah. runs out. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that shit. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking like I didn't enjoy that shit. I was also less intelligent then because I was like a teenager. But I enjoyed it. The brain was shit. still developing. Yeah. I en- you know what? Very perfect example. I don't know if you've ever watched the 80s He-Man. Dude, He-Man was my dude. He man was my dude by growing the, up. By the power went, of Grayskull? Yeah. So you know 29. that was a cartoon that was you know that was a cartoon that like exists only because of the of the, the yeah, toy it, line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was my shit. 29, 29, you know, it came on streaming and I watched this. And I, I watched one episode in the dialogue in it, and I was like, was I mentally handicapped? Because I don't know why I enjoyed this shit. <laughs> and it's just like yes I go back and I did this I was watching all the nitros that came around my birthday I, I was in there I was bored so I gave myself a little project and I was like I was watching it and I was like it was one watchable I did not want to watch this and I was like and in my life when back then oh god Floyd glued to it for three hours this is the greatest television anybody has ever put on life but I grew up I I started listening to One Nation Radio. I started listening to Voices of Wrestling. I started listening to Keeping Strong Style. And guess what? My taste went up. I have evolved. So you can evolve or get moved around. Yeah. Like I'm not saying you can either evolve or evolve or you can just be dumb. Like it's like it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna, oh I know there's this computer but I'm gonna still be on the typewriter. This is just just feels better under my fingers. What the <laughs> fuck are you thinking? I'm gonna, I still got the rotary phone. That's what fucking Eric Bischoff is. He's sitting there with his rotary phone saying, "Oh yeah, this is way better than a cell phone." And I go, what the fuck are you doing? What are you thinking? Oh okay. shit! I don't Florida get angry very had, much. Florida, so. you ever had to bring that nine around on the, on the rotary phone? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're like you know, we dial a nine one one. The person dies before <laughs> you get the three digits in. <laughs> Foolish so, man! Oh, shit. <laughs> Foolish. Like and I'm like, oh man, you know what? Uh, man, these these uh, uh, my videos are coming up too fast. Let me go back to dial up. Yeah, yeah, that the anticipation. <laughs> I'm waiting for this fake nude of this wrestler to come up. Let me wait ten minutes. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna warm up me a hungry man in the oven. <laughs> no microwave don't work. Oh, while I'm waiting, I'm like, who the fuck would do that now? We got better options. There's better options. Yeah, Uber Eats now, nigga. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So yes, if you want to clamor for the '80s, go for it. I'm just like I've moved on. That like I mean exactly what I said about the Rock. I loved the Rock in '99, 
I love The Rock in 2005. But I go back and listen to a promo, and he's like, you smell, uh, you, you smell like an elephant crapped on a blah, 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 blah. And nonsensical shit. And we laugh because The Rock said it the way The Rock said it. And he's going to come back, and then he's going to do it for Roman, and he's he's going to say to Roman, Roman uh, jumped Bro. on a musky testicle, and it wrapped over his head, and that's why the hair looks like that, or some stupid shit. And everybody's going to say, this is the greatest promo ever. Where Eddie Bro. Kingston's on AEW every week at the drop of a hat delivering better promos than The Rock has ever delivered. Bro, imagine a serious Rock promo, like... He, he cut some of time to time, like the one when he uh, right before he before he basically cut his own version of a hard times promo at Royal Rumble two thousand twenty yeah. or sorry two thousand thirteen. That was a great this promo. This should still feel like a full like gimmick performance. Like that man was acting like he was a preacher. Like put your hand on the screen. Like <laughs> hey. reach out and touch the rock's hand. Hey, 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 rich, rich. So was Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, um, like, again, I mean, you got to find the people that speak to your time. You got to put on a wrestling show to speak to your time. You have to put on a wrestling show that heels and faces line up with the values of 2024. Mm-hmm. You can't compare it to what the values of 1999 was. Jerry Springer was a fucking hit in 99. That shit wouldn't last two episodes. Now we get canceled after the first episode. <sighs> That's true because they did they, they, they did quickly get rid of power slap. Yeah, so it's just like you have to, you have to you. What is your audience now? Who is your audience now? And I thought for a long time Tony Khan had his finger on it, and some different people came in, and you know some people gained power, and they took they took him away from what original idea, dude. It felt like I even said it. Uh, What's the uh, wrestling game you like, Rich? Where Fire Pro. Your Fire Pro Wrestling. It felt like this billionaire is basically playing Fire Pro Wrestling every week. And this is amazing. You know what I mean? This is amazing. It's like uh-oh, Dynamite was his Twitch stream, and he had real people acting out this, and this <laughs> shit is amazing. This is, this is the Pro Wrestling. Nick Jackson, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. This is the Pro Wrestling I've been waiting my whole life for. You know? It's back. And then he's like, oh, okay, we should be more like WWE. Why? They already have WWE. If they like WWE, they're going to be watching WWE. Why would you want the alternative version of WWE and it's exactly like WWE? I'm with you. I quite prefer when it was like Wednesday night Mark, or or it was Wednesday night Mark uh, Hitchcock's memorial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. Every single week. Like, and, 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 wait, Ishii's wrestling who? Yeah, how did you know he was in town? Saturday. <laughs> look, look, yeah. look, look at all in. Him in the fight, Orange Cassidy. Love yeah. it. Look at all in. You know, you think about how the matches were and the people that you can actually still talk about that were on the show. It was like one match was like, I'm a real heavyweight, so I'm going to fight the best heavyweight in the world to prove that I'm a heavyweight. Yeah. And it was like, and everybody was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because. You know, it was like this matchup shouldn't be happening. And why is it happening? And it was fresh. And there was a fresh take on it. It was presented freshly. And it's just like, don't pre- start presenting shit that we've already seen before. Like, <clears throat> the devil thing. It was like, I was into it when I was like, okay, they're going to, it could be CM Punk. That was my my thing. It could be Britt Baker. It needed to me to be anybody but Adam Cole. 
because it was obvious it was Adam Cole. So you like in the moment it's Adam Cole, you're like MJF, the person that we've booked the last three years as being smarter than everybody, seeing all the angles, all always power. being always being ahead, knowing that oh I, he knew the JAS was going to turn on him. So right. he got the like, pinnacle. Like saying, do you yeah, remember? Yeah, do you remember yeah, the pinnacle yeah. reveal? Yeah, like, yes. Why you why you go through all that shit then for asshole? Genius. He's like, I was building my own group the whole time. Perfect. Then he's like, oh, he's an idiot that started believing Adam Cole when every person in the world <laughs> knew that the devil was Adam Cole. And, and, and like, that's okay. It didn't make Adam you. Cole's it's just as dumb because that man. <laughs> Uh, that man like lost the title, and then he decided to get his revenge on my on MJF by like giving the title to someone else that ain't him. Goddamn no. dummy! And also, no. he's with another motherfucker that hates MJF and also wants to AEW World Title and World. No. No. I mean, I, you hey, know, can we can we talk about? I feel it? like there's I feel like there's some kinship like between Cody and Adam Cole, like giving away the opportunities. <laughs> Can we hey, Cole, hey, Adam Cole had an excuse. His ankle's like in right. six pieces. Right. I mean, that's an excuse. <laughs> like, there's a about, reason. Can we talk about how like how quickly uh, j- in just last week, how quickly already the United Kingdom, uh, uh, sorry, the Undisputed Kingdom is in the bottom of an hour on, on Dynamite? I mean, already. I mean, the leader can't wrestle. Yeah, and it's just like the two other, the, the, the tag team champions have they, literally they lost to every... Dynamite. They have lost. Uh, yeah, I was about to say the kingdom has lost literally everybody over the last year. I mean, everybody who who's like, oh man, this group with Matt Taven in it is tough. No, no I, I mean, I'm not even dissing. Like, I was like, hell, Taven. I when I was like, when I was at the uh, Supercard Honor, I was wearing the Matt Taven shirt, fan. But how he was presented up to this on your show. How he was presented up to this on your show. Why would anybody watching care about him? Floyd. Yeah. You bought a Matt Taven shirt? Oh, yeah. I like Matt Taven. When? Like, back when he was champion? Yeah, the G1 Supercard Honor. Like, I went in hoping he won the title. You bought a Matt Square Taven shirt? Yeah. Hey, I like Matt Taven. Because, you know what? You know what was great about Matt Taven? Every reason you hated him is the reason I liked him. He was a perfect heel because everything, it was just so easy to hate that man. And I like heels. I like great heels. <sighs> like, dude, the dude came out and said, I'm Matt Taven and got booed louder than literally. Like, everybody would say, I am Matt Taven and then immediately start booing him. And I was just like, oh, dude, this dude has it. It was like the Adam Cole baby. It was just like, oh, God, people hate him. You know? You don't have to, like, Oh, you know, you people talk about what a hill used to be, and this is an old mm-hmm. line of thinking: is you're not supposed to do anything exciting, right? People aren't. You're not supposed to give people a reason to cheer you. Again, this is 1980s, 90s thinking. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Wrestling has evolved, but when I was liking Matt Taven, again, I was still evolving as a wrestling fan, so mm-hmm. I really liked him. Like now, I'm like, eh, he's a guy. But back then, like in. I was going through my evolution. I went through a little later than y'all did. Back then, you know, I was like, <laughs> back then he was kind of a guy too. Like, they were all like, no, Tavis no, no. talented, but he's like, yeah, no, he's he's a talented pro wrestler. But I'm just saying, give me Jay White, please. <laughs> oh, I love Jay White. Don't, don't get me wrong. I was like, people that are just like hateable, 
they just want to be hated, you know, and they try to, they're not trying to be cool. They just like, they want to be booed. That's to me, pure pro wrestling pool, pure heel work. And I just think a lot of times people want to be the NWO. You know, oh, yeah, people want to be the cool, cool hill. Because <laughs> cool like, being, like, being a hill is in, in this day and age is really cool because you get to do all the shit that people say that like you are the catalyst or you are the the uh, the reason for all the character decisions the move, that the have the most forward. interesting ones and everything. You are the one that's progressive for whatever feud you're doing. And if you're the cool hill, you also get to sell more, more merch. If you're Correct. the if you're the hill that actually sucks, then like you get all that stuff too. But like you ain't making no money. Correct. It was like even back in the day, heels weren't even allowed to have merch. Right. You weren't supposed to wear the heels merch. Right. So you weren't allowed to have merch. And it's it's like now it's it's different. It's different. And it's just like just like I ask other people to evolve, I started by asking myself to evolve. I started by asking myself to see wrestling different than I did in nineteen eighty nine. So I'm not asking so, you to do so anything. I'm not you took going. a look at yourself and made a change. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, like, you, you were looking at the man in the mirror floor. Yeah, but and and then that's the whole thing. It's like, are you are you introspective? Do you look at what you like and like? Eh. Like I, I, do. I like Cody. He does. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah, yeah a, a lot, lot of them don't. don't. No, like when people have their complaints about Cody, I completely understood them. I still like what I like. But I am not closed-minded enough Mm -hmm. to believe that he fits for everybody because no wrestler does, you know? I mean, I like, to me, it's like I saw Kenny Omega for the first time, and I only saw him for the first time because I turned on New Japan to watch uh, Cody. And then Kenny Omega was the main event with Kuzuchi Okada, and Mm -hmm. I was like, this is something I've never seen before. Has Kenny Omega ever been my favorite wrestler? No. But, oh, my God. Oh my God, this dude is talented. He ain't never put on a match I was bored with. You know, the dude coming out there got like with Hangman, and he's got like nine body parts injured and still puts on a banger. And then it's like, okay, okay, he cannot be your cup of tea, but to say he's not good, what the fuck are you watching? You know? Yeah, it's like Takesta, the first time I saw him wrestle. And I'm like, oh, somebody was like, I, 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 somebody in my group was like, oh, he's just Cincinnati Nakamura. I'm like, what the fuck? Did what? what? Watching? No, that's what they said. And I was like, I know he's Asian. Don't get me wrong. But what, what the fuck were you watching? Did you not see his explosion? <laughs> Did you not see his technique? Did you not see that clothesline? Did, Did you not, not see, see that drop kick? Like Nakamura was a striker, not a power guy. Dude, again, it made no sense. I quit engaging. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> Don't engage. Only thing they got comments that they wear red from time to time. <laughs> this is like Takesha is something like I can truly say, like I've never seen before. It was like when when I was growing up, <clears throat> the only person that big that I saw move that smoothly was Barry Wyndham. It was just like it was a different wrestling. It, it, it was a different wrestling. Don't get me wrong, right, right, but right. how smooth and how fluid, and he always seems to be in the right spot. His power moves look just as powerful as anybody. His flying moves look just as good as people that fly. And it was just like, this dude might be the perfect professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, he's just Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm like, okay. Yep. I'm done talking to you. I mean, you're grounded. You know, come back with, you know, it's going to be a while. You're on mute. You're on an unfollow. Whatever the fuck I got to do. 
I don't want to see what you think anymore. And, and this is not, I don't consider myself like the top of wrestling intellect. There's way more people smaller than me, smarter than me. And I'm okay with that because I like to learn. I like to evolve. I like to people, be recommended, people to recommend matches to right, me. Right. People don't like that. People like the, people like the, you know, do the whole thing of like, oh, this person's, I've never heard of this person. Therefore, they must not be important. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. just a really lazy way to approach this. Like there's wrestling all over the world. Like, like the one thing that's cool about the CMLL thing, CMLL thing is like, for years, which you know, we would go to the WrestleMania weekend things, and we, you know, we would see you know the Kingo or Cavanario, um, and be like, bro, like, you know, the Japanese wrestlers they get so much notoriety, rightfully so, because they're great. But it's like there's great Mexican wrestlers here, and it's like they're right, they're we border with them. Like why in right the time zones ain't that different. Like <laughs> we're in the same time zones, right? And like their shows are up just up on YouTube for free. Like CMLL yeah. puts their shit from Rio to Mexico every Friday up, and I used to be and I used to always say was like I don't get it. Like I I don't get why they're. I remember like this is like 2019 when I first got to Joshi and Josh was like, yeah man, starting more popular uh, to US fans and. CMLL. I was like, I I do know that, but like I never really thought about it. But like, don't you? How do you? But now that I'm thinking about, don't, doesn't it just seem weird to y'all? It, yeah, it, yeah. It's just I don't know, man. I I just my, my, I'm just going on saying the examples. But like, my point is like, you're never gonna you're never gonna be like, there's never gonna be a point where we're like, there's a new wrestling. Be like, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that shit because new wrestlers that you've never seen is like how you kind of like think for me is like how I think of like how other people can interact and you can tell more stories and have more interesting things or whatever else. Like you're going to run out of matchups where you've seen it enough, right? You already know what a, you know, what person X versus person Y matches after a certain number of times you've seen it. No matter how many, no matter, no matter how many times we spread out, if it had a number of interactions, you kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, to an extent, unless you know people would fundamentally change, or they have a a new story each time to get into the match, a new slant. But like the there's a new per- there's a person you've never seen, and they just come onto your screen, right? Like that's that was like for me, you know, watching the cruise waste, that was a huge part, draw for me. Like I will, I will, you know, I will see. I had like the Abner mags, like the PWIs. I will see, you know, luchadors. I will see people be like. Who's this from Mexico? Who's this from Japan? I never saw them. And they'll see them dropped onto my screen. They'll go nuts and be like, that's awesome. Like, maybe that's just like the benefit of, like, we got to see that. And, like, younger wrestling fans didn't. So maybe they don't, they, maybe they don't see if they don't see the value in that in the way that we did to see a Hoover 2 Carrero come out, come out of nowhere, you know, to see a Ultimo Dragon come out of nowhere, to see Liger and stuff. I don't know. But for me, it's like, I'm always appreciative of that because, like, there's more than one ways to be entertaining doing this shit. There's always going to be. Absolutely. I will never be into GCW. Ever. Uh, ever. It's not my thing. Same. But I, I, everybody that goes and watches it and appreciates it, enjoy what you enjoy. It's yeah. not my thing. It's yeah. not my thing. And I have no problem saying that it's not my thing. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's shit. It's just not my thing. And you GCW yeah. fans, like, I know y'all get drunk there all the time. You enjoy that. Just, you know, just take it easy and, you know, 
Go get some blood labs taken. Uh, yeah, I know people that are like, I'm check just check, going. Check on your health. I know people that are, okay. I'm just going to WrestleMania weekend for <laughs> GCW show. God damn it. Hey, um, <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Floyd, like, I, I was telling Rich this the other day. Like, I'm thinking of going, I'm thinking of going to uh, Philly just for the Storm Show. Like, fly in Thursday, fly out Friday. Is, is there, let me ask, is there going to still be a Stardom show? Is Stardom still going to exist? Oh, it'll it'll be probably a limited <laughs> roster, but that'll be all the more all the more reason to uh, to go see it now. Because like it's the I end, should probably it's the end of the era, yeah. and if it's the end of the era, then like you might want to yeah. see the roster one last time mm. in person before you can before it's yeah. all split up and broke up forever. Yeah, uh, I, I guess sh- I should hit the music then to talk about Stardom. <laughs> Stardom. Okay, first things first. The news part of it. Um, after Stardom's 13th anniversary show um, on Sunday, uh, or sorry, the next day, the following day on Monday, um, Stardom notified uh, executive producer slash basically showrunner Rossi Ogawa and founder of Stardom, Rossi Ogawa, that uh, he his ass was fired. He's gone. Service is no longer needed. Yeah. Future endeavored. All that. Um, well, he was future endeavored. They, they don't wish him the best in his future endeavor. They, they say, get out. I think uh, I think the word is they put him in a t- they put him in a taxi. They put him in a cab. They didn't even get that man an Uber XL. Like, yeah, no. Like, nah, man, take your ass home. <sighs> Yeah, so uh, that that is, that is true. The, the, in, so I think in Tokyo Sports, they said they put him in a taxi. Um, now I'm not sure if they were actually back from Osaka. You know, Osaka, you got to keep in mind that's in the middle of the country in Tokyo. Drive. Yeah, they 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 might. Yeah, they were like, hey, you you leave and like you find a bullet train back to Tokyo on your own. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, Rossi founded the promotion and um like he's gone now. He him and uh Mayu Watani are the only two people that were that have been with Stardom this entire uh juncture. Um the, the thing that I would I wouldn't like to note is that like I I heard about it and my first thought was, huh, so that's why they took the picture with everybody in the ring at the end of the show. Now, Stardom um only for certain shows, they would put the entire roster in the ring and they take the, you know, like a, take like a group photo, but it was almost, but I don't remember called ever being the time or there was very few times they ever had Rossi in there with them. So I, I just noticed that and I thought it was interesting. So it's like, oh, so they all knew. And, uh, the news comes out that, um, because of the last, as you know, as we've covered stardom over the last year or so, we've talked about how, you know, the schedule has increased from about two shows a week. Or about ten shows a month to somewhere around fifteen shows a month. Um, it had been kind of unsustainable for the wrestlers with the workload of having of dealing with injuries. There was a a huge rash of injuries in the back half of last year. There's a point where you know you think of their top ten wrestlers, six of them were on a shelf all at one point at the same time. Um, it was a time where like Tam was out, Mayu was out, Utami was out, Kamatani was out, Nasboy was out, um, Starlight Kid was out. 
that that kind of stinks. It's really a lot of talent, but still that that hurts anyone. Um, so a lot of stuff came out as news came out. There's been less less crazy stuff. At first, the news came out I was like, "Wait, is he in cahoots with WWE? Is he going? Is he a Fed? Is he a Fed double agent?" Uh, that's been that's been. I uh, mean, I mean, what's the first three letters of Fedora? F E D. You know that. <laughs> very, very helpful. Very helpful. You know. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Ro- Rossi has been uh nicknamed as Hatman for a lot of people because he's known for always wearing fedora to cover up his ball his his baldness. So yeah, uh, Fed fedora kid. So yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, that was that was a lot of people's thought or a lot of. Uh, people speculation at first, um, and it leaves thoughts of like, oh my god, are they really trying to do NXT Japan again? And I'm thinking like, that don't make much sense because Triple H might not have a job in six months. <laughs> what's, what is, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, so um, Meltzer uh, put out a report, and then later um, followed up with uh, last night's Observer Radio uh, talk, and then there also today um, Tokyo Sports. Um, did a or got an interview with um, uh, I forgot his first name. Um, Okada, not Kazushka Okada. Okada Bar- is part of Bar- Mario oh. Okada or something or, or Taro Okada. Taro Okada. Okada. Yeah. Um, Toro Okada. Toro Okada, and um, he has been um more or less in charge of the Bushiro side of management for Stardom. I believe he is some, I think he's the president of Bushiro Fight, which owns Stardom. Um, and in which he laid out that, you know, we heard that he was poaching wrestlers and we asked him to stop and we found out recently that it's continued. So we decided to fire him um, ahead of time. Now, um, Rossi's side, because he also got an interview minutes later that came out of Tokyo Sports, which is like, <laughs> fantastic. It's it's like hot ninety like motherfuckers calling hot ninety seven, and he says, "Hey, um, the wrestlers were upset with the scheduling and everything that that happened, and um, over the over you know last year or so, I have lost booking decisions and responsibilities. I've been overruled on things. The wrestlers have grown frustrated. The wrestlers have came to me and told me and, and said to me that they want to they want me to when my five-year non-compete from the moment the uh, Star Wars Bob Bush Road runs out. They want me to leave and to start a new promotion and they, and they, and they want to go with me. Um, on, on, on Okada's side, he said that like there are wrestlers that do want to leave. He did say that. And on Rossi's side, he says, yeah, um, I've taught people have t- people. It wasn't me that said I'm leaving. It is. I have been basically, <laughs> I have been asked by my wrestlers, and who am I to not who am I to not do what my wrestlers asked me to do because I love them so, right? Because of the loyalty and the bond we've had over these years. Now, obviously, someone's lying um, to some extent, but the fact remains that Rossi is seemingly um, was renegotiating his contract uh, at the end of year at, while he was losing power on booking decisions um, at the end or throughout 2023. As I don't think is uh, uncoincidental. That like or that like the booking that used to be amongst the best in the world started to look wonky in light, especially in the last. I, three I just gotta of the say, when when the belt came off of Julia, I thought the air came out of the balloon because it was just like, 
you gave her this short ass title reign, and it was like, all well, right. That w- well, that in fact wasn't actually a oh a uh, Bushi Road decision. That was a, actually a Rossi decision, from what I remember back in the day when it happened. Like, yeah. um, it was a, it was a thing where like they got to the point where it seemed like it was a lot. That if you get the chat either one of the titles, you're gonna be the champion for like nine months to a year or plus. So he wanted to change up that pattern. Um, what did get wonky for me though, besides that part of you want to you know make it faster, whatever, make it feel like title defenses matter more. That's fine. What got wonky was the timing of certain things when they started to go into action for, which is like weird. Like so, when they did the 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 split up of Cosmic Angels from 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 breaking into Club Venus as well, it was like okay, so they're both just breaking up like the week before the biggest show in the company's history, and they're both going to win to set up them having a title for title match later in that month. That is a, that's a four month storyline, five months, six month storyline that you build to after the breakup. You don't just immediately go right to it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they put the, then Tam becomes double champion. And then a month in a month later or two weeks later, or however many weeks later, she loses it, uh, the white belt into Mirai and Mirai, it was like a lot belt. of scrambling backwards. It was like, it was it was like, all right, you know, you're supposed it to run like the ball one way. It seemed like it was just poor, poorly thought out. It was poorly thought out. Go ahead. It was like, you know, you're supposed to run the ball one way, but you just start scrambling backwards, and then all of a sudden your ass is sacked. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what it right. started feeling like. Right. Um. So, like, you started seeing that in the in, in, in the spring of, of last year. So, um, moving back to the, the Rossi being out. Um, he says that they were negotiating a, a new contract for him. He tells them in November that I, I think I want out. And this is that obviously this goes along with his story that like the wrestlers are frustrated. They want him to leave. They want him to leave and start something else with so that they can do what they were kind of doing or do things without like the corporate supervision of Bushi Road or the, what do you call it? Uh, the stifling creatively of Bushi Road. So, um, his contract was to end in March, I believe, and this show was on the fourth of February. They they fired his ass before the contract runs out. So, um, and Meltzer uh, reported that like they that Bushiroad did come to some of the wrestlers that they thought were with him, and and, and you know unlocks that with him and threatened some type of legal action, which scared some of them. But most of the wrestlers' contracts end in March this year. So um, there's going to be obviously a splitting of the roster between who stays stardom, who goes uh, to form whatever Rossi has up his sleeve um, in the future. But Rossi did say, I am running a new promotion. I am leaving and starting something else new. And, you know, at first, before I found out. WWE is is swirling around that shit, too, like one way or another. Like, because I'm like, where's Rossi getting his money from? Like, because it seems like. I mean, I can tell. I, I haven't. I have ideas. Right. Like, so you look at outdate model of stardom world. Look at the comparisons that people often make of Tokyo Joshi Pro. Their complaints is like, well, Tokyo Pro, they're a smaller company. They just put their shit right up immediately. It's aired live, whatever else. Even while they're, you know, their domestic gate is like yearly a quarter of what Stardom does. Those are complaints. Well, Stardom, well, Bushi, Bushi, Cyberation uh, is bigger than Bushi Road. We've known that for years, but we've always wondered, like, why in the world is like 
start Tojo's bro so conservative. It doesn't like push forward with trying to, you know, make your stars feel bigger. Try to grow this thing in a way to like in an aggressive way. So you see that they also had another woman's promotion called Kimbari. Kimbari has recently been either transferred off or shut down. I can't remember which one. Gambar um, got uh they went independent. I did say Gambar is Gambar. Yeah, you're right. Um so you gotta remember, like Prominence got when it first when they first broke out from Ice Ribbon, they got distribution on on Wrestle uh Universe. <clears throat> I don't find it too crazy. I wouldn't find it too crazy if whatever Rossi has up his sleeve ends up on Wrestle Universe. Like if I were them, that's what I would, I would, that's what I would go after. But we'll see. Um, but that's hey, that's, so, that's reckless speculation. So, so can, can we can we finally get Aja Khan to make her stardom debut now? Uh, possibly. Possibly <laughs> in a battle royal situation, and now that she can you know do much, possibly. Fuck that um, unit leader, strap her up. Unit leader. So, uh. It's gonna be interesting to see what the fallout is from this, because obviously uh, the only person, for, for the only two people for sure we know uh, are not staying or <coughs> is staying or or is leaving. We know f- almost for sure Julie is leaving. Um, Julie also, while this is all happening over the months, was the person most vocal about like why is Rossi l- seemingly losing every losing power struggles? Why uh, has Bushi Rhodes like corporate like taken over this stuff? So that's you know. Um, there was word that like she hasn't hired an agent for her, you know, possible free agency to you know, between the bidding war between potentially AEW and Stardom. So that leaves you to think like, hey, her agent is Rossi. Could be Rossi, what or not? Isn't Rossi, but like maybe you know she's already decided on what she's going to do and is going to be leaving with Rossi, whatever out the door. Um, but uh, we know that Julia is not staying at Stardom. We know that Mayu is staying at Stardom because she has a long term deal or. Not a long-term deal, but like a deal that he keeps her in place because of the movie that's coming out in May of that's on her life, her biopic. So, um, at least everybody else up for um, decisions. This, uh, this is this is a, this is an exodus. Like this is like this is gonna look just like uh, hey, this man. There's gonna be some masala shit. But, hey, who you with? You know, and there's gonna be spots. For people that want to stay, I I'm I wonder who will want to stay, um uh, because I got I mean, a feeling like I, I because I, of the exposure and the money. Yeah, I, I feel like I can pick some people that want to go. I feel like Momo Watanabe would want to go with Rossi. Well, um, so I, what I want to what I want to say on this is this right before we get into the regular speculation. Before I found out Rossi for sure was going to start running something else, I was like, oh, this ain't good because this is. An incredibly loaded roster is about to be fractured. It will not be the same again. And that kind of, given how bad the Joshi scene outside of starting with Tokyo Joshi Pro is, how dire the scene is, given the amount of talent that's still there, as far as opportunities and ways to make money without having to be a weekend warrior for this, I I, I was I was like, oh, this stinks. This is this is like back to the dark ages after we had a little chance to get some shine for a bit. But Bushy Road, Bushy Road is going been, to keep. Go ahead. They've been as sloppy on the women's side as they've been on the men's side. Uh, go ahead, elaborate. Oh, like the whole deal with like losing Okada and then Osprey like gone. Like they're they're getting hit with the financial stuff, 
and the office stuff, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I my opinion on this, now that I know Rossi for sure is going to run again, and given that where he started with stardom, um, given that, like, he has proof of concept um, like, uh, in a major way again, I am cautiously optimistic of the outcome of this for the scene, right? Like, Sardom is still, Sardom's not going to be, probably not going to be Stardom again, as far as like, yeah, they can go into Yokohama Arena and they're going to put, you know, 6,000 people in the building. Uh, but, what I am optimistic of is, Rossi's going to get another promotion, and it can almost immediately become a viable, a viable number three promotion. And if you have three promotions, Tokyo Judge Pro, including his number two, and maybe they do better because it's not a it's a serious promotion, not goofy shit. You have the roster split to where they may actually make more use of the depth because they do have enough talented people in main event uh, level wrestlers or top of the card level wrestlers to actually split them down to ha- split split in half if need be, and whatever variation. Plus, the scene is loaded with talent and people that. Just for uh, whatever reason, would not sign on with Stardom, and Rossi has worked with people or whatever else, and also the part where, <sighs> and I thought about this last night, um, when Stardom was doing the New Blood shows, the show, the base of the Young Girl Showcase, where they were bringing in people from all over the scene that had that were less than three years of experience to wrestle on these shows and get showcase matches in, in spots that they otherwise wouldn't have, otherwise just getting young girl duty, young lioness duty. I thought like, oh, this is like, you know, this is Rossi's way to have a pipeline to young time without having to train wrestlers himself, without having to have people train wrestle on his own dime. Well, in retrospect, it could have just been, I've wanted out of here for two years. And I'm going to make them, I'm going to make Bushi Road feel this way. But ultimately, like when I leave, all the people's connections are with me. All the young people are with me. So I have a head start. I have an inside track with all these people. And Bushi Road is not still, still going to be a year or two off on wanting some of these people anyway. So like people like, uh, like the, uh, like, uh, like Tomoka and her sister, for example, mm-hmm. right? Probably in a spot. They can only fit her in to have stuff with Shuri here and there. But like on this new thing, so I'm get a spot, it, 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 you know, depending on if she wants to do it or whatever else. You get my point. But, like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of talent all around, all throughout the scene, left and right. There always has been. And if there are – the one thing that I didn't like about – or that I didn't like about certain when they were more or less uh, monopolizing the scene, if you will, from a talent standpoint, was that, like, there are, there are so many talented people. And when, you know, Tokyo's Pro is not a ser- – not a – they're a fun promotion. They're a goofy sports entertainment type promotion. There's not a second one where it's like we can really have kick-ass wrestling matches and it can draw people in. And like seeing someone like Unagi's success on as a freelancer where she could run her own produce show, Cork and Howell. I am season. What do you think Rossi can do with proof of concept, another backer? And also, whatever percentage of the roster that he can get of the starting roster that were bigger stars than Unagi was, this could be this could this could actually mean like we get more people in the scene doing what they want to do. So I'm looking at it cautiously, optimistic. 
in a way that like when I first heard news, I was like, oh, this is all over. Like, no, nah, it's actually it might be for this might actually be for the best. So um, and also like with the you know people leaving out of stardom to go with Rossi, they're gonna have to hire more people and bring more people in too. So that most me the people that thought opportunities, you know, like Amaya Yuki that thought like Julia's there, I don't want a job for her, don't want to do nothing. If she goes with Rossi, boom. I can finally get my big Maya versus Mayu match, right? Just, just speculating, but I'm, um, I, so what do you think about it, Rich? Now that I've that laid out, like, kind of where it is now, what, what are you thinking about it? Um, I think a lot of this stuff is backroom deals, mm-hmm. politics, and, like, shit falling apart a lot sooner than we thought. Yeah, and then it was like it it, it makes twenty twenty three illuminate a little bit more um, for me, and um, I, you know, seeing you know the the long term arc that I'm in it for is like Starlight Kid and Nazumi. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to pay off if that's right. going to pay off at all anymore. Kind of kind of sad about that. Um, you know, I was looking forward to seeing you know Sai Kamatani like where where she she goes, Shuri like how how she you know if she wraps it up or whatever. Um, I don't think she's retiring, but like, but I feel like they're you know like like WWE is involved somewhere in this. Um, obviously Dave was sitting on that story for a long time, uh, working on it, and Paul Levesque was was aware of all this, but somehow had not read the lawsuit. Um. Yeah, you know, you know, look, you got to be on top of things six thousand uh, miles away. Yeah, you know, um, in the building. Eh. Nah, not so much. Yeah, but um, why it's, would you? It's re- just a, it's just a you- reminder. It's just a reminder that it's like, yo, none of this shit is guaranteed. None of this shit is like set in stone. Uh, kind of like I was talking about earlier, and then like, um. The whole thing with, with with I saw Tony Khan like going at Rossi and shit. I thought it was funny. Um, I was gonna ask James about that. I thought I, you know it seemed like the the, the Civil War w- was coming to coming to light a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of confused about this thing, but I mean, if I I, I wonder what he was told, like what yeah. what made him jump off the uh the you know aim, aim fire, not not ready oh. aim fire, just aim fire. You want my guess? Yeah, he was always under the assumption that Tony or that that Rossi didn't want to work with him, and that he was a person that actually had final say on calls. And then, like over the years, we come to find out that like Rossi lost power, so he didn't have a say on this. And like the person uh, that had the calls on Stardom and AEW was actually Hirata, and for some reason, Rocky and Tony Khan did not know that. Because that because that didn't come out until after Tony Khan tweeted that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he might have been working on the assumption like this dude, like outside of taking in Megasis, Megan Bain, has not wanted to work with me since like B Priestley. What is going on? And it's like and also, I'm look. I don't know how much look, Tony Khan knows when, when, of, when Mariah uh, May and when Mariah May signed the AW. Rossi sent out a real like kind of just funny tweet about it where it was like yeah you you went there like <laughs> it was like one of those 
Yeah. So I think I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say. Um, I'm just. I was going to say if I was Rossi and I was talking about women's wrestling, I you know watched AEW. I wouldn't want anyone to go there either. There, there's there's some of that. There's <laughs> some of that. I'm just saying. Like when we when we all thought that Rossi was a person that had all the power to decide who comes and goes, like some of that was like he's looking at the Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers over there, like Yuka from time to time or, or Ito, and it's like I don't know if all my wrestlers doing what we're doing that because like one, and also you look at like the story of like the Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers, like they all are like out the door. That would end up in getting an AEW. They're all out the door. It's like, do I? I mean, obviously he can sustain, he can withstand that kind of loss of talent if like three of them decide to leave. But it's like, do you want to? Um, but we didn't know that he didn't have the all the power to yay or nay it. But um, if you are someone like Tony Khan that, that knows the history of pro wrestling and knows people that know Rossi, like, and the idea that he can't that he can't he won't send anybody over to you has to be frustrating because like Rossi Rossi loves international wrestling. He loves Luchadors. He loves Terry Funk. Like he that like it. It has to be mind. It had to be mind-boggling and frustrating for Tony Khan to be like, "Why won't this fucking guy work with me? He'll work with anybody." He sent mm-hmm. EO to Mexico before, right? Like he, it, it's had it's had to have been frustrating. So like I, I see, I can see why I can see from both sides what's happened. Like so, it, so it'd be funny. Like you know. Like Rossi starts up, and all of a sudden, like Rossi's version of Rossi's like uh, promotion starts working with AEW. That would be funny. That would be funny to me. Um, you know, I I just look at it, and uh, you know, I always see the they're they're mad. They sign somebody. They're mad. They don't want to sign somebody. There's like so many like tentacles of like. Oh, you're this talking about you're talking about like the the Western Joshi shit. fan or the Western yeah. Joshi fandom that has nothing actually to do with the the promotion. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. I just yeah. I, I, I was I was glad Tony Khan threw those grenades out just to yeah. kind of fuck with them. But um, and and yeah, I was it, at the time when like people were getting hearing the stories, but like, oh, he's he's a fed up. Wait, wait, so he's regal. He was regal the whole time. I saw that. I saw that. I was, yeah. I was, bro. So, so this is how it went last night. So, uh, I had went to sleep early for whatever reason, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I wake up maybe like one o'clock or whatever in the middle of the night, and I check my phone. And I see all the stuff. The Rossi's out shit, but I don't get the first wave of like all the jokes or whatever. I get it after it's all cleared up okay. or whatever. So I was kind of pissed. You know, I wanted to, you know, shake shake the stage a little bit. You but um, spread misinformation. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. You know, I want to get some misinformation out there, you know. And, um, Dude, I like I, it was one of those things I as a person that what I know about stardom is from James' recommendation and listen to James. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I'm very much an outsider. So uh, when the tweets start going, I didn't jump in it. You know, I'm one of those people. It, if I don't know shit, I don't say shit. So I didn't know shit. So I didn't say shit. I was like, I knew I was going to be on the show. I was like, oh, okay, I got some questions for James, but he pretty much addressed most of them already. But I was just yeah. like, I'm watching this. And I'm like, and you know, and the only thing I had to compare because he created the company. I'm like, this is like, you know, this is like McMahon selling, and I know there's the other part of McMahon. My, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is McMahon selling. This is someone that they created all the shit, and and it was like he had lost power, and I'm just like, that makes sense. People don't buy shit for you to just run it the way that you run it. Right. When people buy shit, 
they're eventually going to run it. want to run it themselves. So I can understand both of them. Like it's probably better for them to make stardom their own for him to be gone. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you, you have this, you bought the brand, you really didn't buy him. You bought the brand, you know, and now you can present the brand the way you wanted to. Well, in, in the sense of, well, look, um, Rossi is kind of singular in in terms of uh, in, in in his realm and this kind of way that Vince is, as far as like, if you are, if you are a businessman that remembers uh, like the peak of all Japan's women's wrestling, Rossi was the person booking that. Oh wow! Uh, for like, Rossi was the booker in the nineties. So like the you know Tokyo Dome stuff, the Big Egg, the cross promotion stuff that people talk about with Nami Toyota and Asha Kong, like. He was the person entrusted to book that stuff. So, like, Rossi's name rings out in a way that, like, uh, you know, the other the other Joshi promoters don't. Um, not to say that he is the Vince man of Joshi Pro Wrestling. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's, that would be overstating it, definitely. But he does he does have a... Uh, uh, he does have a ring to his name if you are trying to get into the Joshi business. Um, and He's almost like... It sounds like more like Paul Heyman. Yes, yes. I, I remember when we first started covering uh, Stardom, my, my, my response to Rich was, because honestly, like, same thing. Like, he was a person that was taking pictures at a young age um, and then got brought into the business uh, and then, like, was given the book. Like, I remember saying to Rich, like, this, like, Rossi is very much like, it's Paul Heyman slash Jim Cornette, but, like, it everything, everything right and well as opposed to a disaster. Yeah. I think we're going to see a number of wrestlers in stardom that have international ambitions more than people think. Oh yeah, yeah. And and um like I look. Look, and and money be green out here. Right. So and you know, given Rossi's, you know, history and keep in mind like that New York show that we went to, like that was not a that was not a Bushiro production. That was stardom pre-Bushiro. Like they were getting into the habit or they were, it seemed like they were going to get into the habit of going overseas. And then when uh, COVID hit and you had, you know, um, and they didn't go anywhere, it was, they were worried about expanding West in Japan. They weren't concerned about having an overseas show. Like Rossi, Rossi might actually, all the stuff, Ross might go back to doing the stuff he wanted to do, you know, back in 2019 before he sold to Bushiro. So, um, we'll see, we'll see the international flair. There'll be more, I'm imagine there'll be more Gaijins again because Rossi loves Gaijins. He always has. Um, so yeah, like we'll see. If, I imagine if you are a person that has international ambition or whatever else, you're going to more be likely to side with the Rossi side, but we'll see. We'll see who stays and who goes. But I, I just think it's really precarious because like, Given who who are the merch movers for, given how well like uh, the brand is individually and in the, the amount of depth they have, there are like people that are key heavy hitters as far as merch movers. Like, and it could just be five people. If Rossi gets the right five people, <laughs> it could be a fucking problem uh, for for boot for stardom uh, survival. And they have to make some some moves or whatever else that would be uncharacteristic of um, what Ro- what stardom has been under Bushiro. But we'll see. Um, but I do like the idea that um, the rosters will be split. It won't, you know, when I thought from Stardom was at his best, it was like 25 people on the roster, basically. It's ballooned up in that picture. It was 39 people. Julia bought as far away as possible from everybody. I noticed that, I too. Saw, 
I saw some shit door. where yeah, I saw some, I saw some shit was like, yeah, they could crop Julia right out this shit, you know, in like a couple months and send them pictures around. Yeah, like that sounds good to me. Like they gonna have to crop a lot of motherfuckers. Out of the picture. <laughs> that's, that's definitely people gonna be leaving. Because, bro, you bro, know what that shit gonna just, look like. Go ahead. You know what that shit gonna look like. You ever seen Tales from the Hood? What people fading out? Remember, remember, like when in the slave house they had a the big picture, and then all of a sudden, like they would be whited out and shit. Like when when yeah. the dolls escaped, like that's what them shit's gonna be looking like. The dolls so, escape around the old man, and so, then the old man gonna turn white too, and he cause he's gone. <laughs> so like I'm, you know, um, and also like I think about like forty percent or so of the of the roster are people that like didn't start and start them, but that yeah. other sixty percent, like all the, you know. Their wrestling careers are are linked to Rossi Ogawa, so we'll see. We'll see. Like when you look at like the the factions, it's always been it's always you know not been interesting, but like it's been noticeable. It's like stars full of stardomers, Queen's Quest full of stardomers, um, Oedo Tai full of full of stardomers, True Blood. So like we'll see what we'll see what these factions and the roster breakdowns looks like over the over the next year or so. Like. I know that they said that most of the contracts run out in March, but like, you know, they still have the, um, the Yokohama, uh, uh, Buntai show to do like their version of, um, all-star drink, uh, all-star grand queendom or whatever else like that big show they did last April. So like, I think it would be more like they will be agreed upon. Our end date is actually that that'll be the real serious finale. But, um, that picture definitely was going to, you know, be the, be one of the remember like that they took, uh, the other night. I so wonder who, which way it's gonna break down. Like, so who's ahead, the same? Who's the Sandman of the group? Like the like the guy that only the you know Sandman only worked when Paul Heyman was booking. Any other time he was presented, no one cared about him. Oh. So who is the only person that only works when Rossi's booking her and is probably gonna have a prior time anywhere else? Um. So what? Okay. So Ro- I'm, this is how I'm gonna tell you. Like Rossi's booking philosophy, and it's quoted somewhere, is or. It's been it's been noted, and then like he has a quote. His, his booking philosophy, more or less, is what do y'all want to do? Oh, like, okay. I'll pick my stars. I'll pick. I'll like. I'll I'll pick the stars. Whatever else at the top because of because of experience, locker room leadership, merchandise sales, or whatever else. And then like the wrestlers, y'all can do what you. What do y'all want to do? And okay, y'all want to do that. More, more times than not, he agrees to it, and then he just tries to organize it to make it make sense in the booking as far as timing stuff out. That's that's kind of he's 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 that's been his label his his kind of like uh players coach his, his like. players coach road yeah road to success philosophy or whatever else. And his so the quote is like believing your wrestlers. That that's the rough that's the tr- translated version of believing your wrestlers. So um, that's a lot of why people. I believe it's easy to believe if you're someone that knows that you're easy, you're easy for you to believe that like, this is why like, you know, his relationship with some of these wrestlers over the years is so strong. Like with Kyrie, with Nanai over the years, Nanai first red belt champion, uh, just recently came back in the last year or so to do like part-time work. Um, Kyrie, of course, you know her. Um, it's just like, gave them their break. Let them do. Let them do. Believe them. Let them become stars, right? Um. So yeah, like I just uh, mentioned to see where this all goes. Um. And I think you know if this is if this could be sustainable, this is good for the good because like you'll get more people. We have a split up split up rosters of people being able to you know kind of break through in a way they wouldn't have because it's so stacked up. 
Um, there, you know, you have, you know, we have Micah on top as champion right now, but you know, before then she seemed like she was doomed to being a bridesmaid. Like, you know, it might be a spot for, you know, Hazuki to break through. You see what her title almost like for a, um, someone like Momo at the top, right. As you mentioned on, on leaving, on being able to leave that sort of thing, like, or possibly leaving. So yeah. Um, we'll see. I feel like Suzu Suzuki is going to be the long-term stardom answer. I mean, if I would stay, if I would stay in stardom, I was her. <laughs> I would stay. Uh, but, yeah. you know, who knows what her allegiances are to to Julia, her relationship and her, the, the pool that is. We'll see. Um, but if I spent that whole year there and that's how and that's what it ended up with life for me. I don't think I want any more of the Rossi Ogawa booking for a while. I think I want to try my I think I want to try my luck with another booker. Azumi uh, and Starlight Kid need to stay together, but um, <laughs> Starlight Kid not in stardom. What the fuck would that even be? That should would make are, no are sense. Are you asking me? Can she keep the gimmick? Is she legally? Yeah. Does she legally have to change it, her name? Out of start, take the gotta, star. Gotta unmask. You gotta leave. We need to have Starlight Kid too over here. You know, like you know, <laughs> just like Tiger Mask. You oh know, you need god. to leave the gimmick behind. You know. Oh my god. We we can we can put one of them eleven year olds under a uh, you know a Starlight Kid too. And start, you know, training them up. Uh, Tekla, I think she's on the first thing smoking out of here. Uh, I think she's going to AEW. Um, what else? I'm looking forward to making. What about Payne? someone like Lady C? Like, um, I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna probably follow her vets. So, like, that would mostly be like that. Would mostly be like people like Tam. In like Micah, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I feel like people like your, your like Ano, like like the people that are like freelancers. I feel like are going to find oh, themselves I, committing I, to stardom in ways that maybe they haven't. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Like the people that have worked in stardom, stardom under like freelance like mm-hmm. style deals. I think you're going to start seeing them commit to stardom now. Like maybe someone even like you, um, maybe even like Chihiro Hashimoto, um, who else? Uh, Ano, like people like that. See, see, that's the thing though. Like, I kind of feel like Ano was on one of those things where it's like similar to you know uh, Shuri, similar to um, Nasapoi, similar to Tam, where it's like they were freelancing. And then they and then they they like just all of a sudden they only freelanced in one place for, for for a while and the next thing you know like after six months to a year is like oh they're I've signed with Stardom like Mina did that too just like Natsupoi did uh, when they both left Tokyo Joshi Pro whereas like Unagi did too so it's like we'll see um, but it, I, I sure I, I would like, like the Ano the Ano the Stardom thing is kind of and she's already red, she's already white belt champion too. I sure would like Carl Shooter to make a phone call to her friend uh, and see if she wants to go kick it for a little bit. Did selfishly, you see, did you see Shuri speaking? Because you're talking about Shuri, have you seen Shuri's like tweet about that? A tweet? <laughs> yes, I, I saw the interview. It, okay, I did. I, okay, so like, because that tweet, uh, it definitely sounds like she wants to wrestle internationally. And if Come you want to wrestle internationally, I don't think you're staying in Bushiro given the history of what we've seen with them in in, in stardom in the last four years. 
Let's get it popping. Oh, so Zachamaki, because I, I had the, uh, the the chat down. He said Tam, SOK, Azumi, Julia, and I think Utami have been their big merch movers. Uh, from what I remember, it was uh, the biggest ones were uh, t- the, the the former stars trio of uh, Tam, Mayu, and and Starlight Kid, and then other people that sold merch um, at, uh, recently, like at a high level, have been Natsupoy and Mina. And it was Unagi until Unagi left. Um, yeah, man. Unagi called Rossi a freelancer. I saw that shit. I was screaming. Yeah, he said, "I'm yo." So you now in your gan period too. <laughs> so uh, Floyd uh, Unagi is a former wrestler in Cosmic Angels, along with like uh, uh, Tam, and uh, we don't know why she uh, uh, is no longer with Stardom, but there is speculation that she was fired slash she uh, hit the bricks on her own. And word is she had heat with the current champion. Uh, what the heat was, we are not sure. Uh, or there was some talk of like this, she made some tweet that like made Micah mad. But like, yeah, she was let. She was kind of let go. And at the time when she was let go, like the rest of the members of Cosmic Angels were like, "Yo, she's 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 on a like a uh, excursion type of thing, right?" Well, that ass ain't came back yet. So <laughs> it's been it's been over a year, and she's been wrestling all throughout the joke she's seen outside of Stardom. Like Duncan. she's been like a one woman army, like right, being everywhere. Like she's like, a champion in an American in an American judge promotion. You know here. what she's kind of like? She's kind of like Matt Cardona a little bit, like. The way she like goes around she to each place, but she, but she, she, but she throws on produce shows too, That's which true. actually draw. So yeah. she maybe she's like a step up from Cardona, like in in that case. But yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's just funny because like so she said I'm in a I'm in a gan period and again is like this noise she makes or whatever else and like she said it at, like literally hours after that that tweet came out this for this this or that release came out just started I was firing Rossi's like I guess you and your gan period too I'm like god damn that was funny that was funny now like I don't know I don't know you know what the situation was for her and Rossi if Unagi comes back she might end up she might look given what she's done if I was Rossi I'd be trying to sign her but I would try to sign her to this situation yeah. because like she's done this whole thing while like doing this whole freelancing and, and Joshi while like not being a top star, but like as far as protection, like she loses all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you, we can do this. You, you know, you were money meant in stardom. And, uh, remember Rossi also wanted to push her to get to the semifinals of, uh, the 2022, um, Cinderella tournament, but she was over, but they were overruled him at the time for NASA point. There, there's also somebody that, works on their English quite often I think we should be talking about the Mina oh yeah Mina wants to work overseas yeah I mean she came over here two years ago uh for the night or the uh, the the New York shows for Joshi for uh for New Japan so I put Mariah and Mina back together people will not know how to act you said Mariah and Mina yeah they will not know how to act (sighs) over here So yeah, like there's 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 tons of possibilities. Like there's lots of people with it, like a lot of them want to come over here and wrestle in America or come over here and wrestle in America for some like Starlight Kid and Azumi have still never wrestled over over here, right? So Hannon, obviously, because younger than those two. So um I don't think Suzu has. 
No, maybe she has. Maybe she did a tour. And I, yeah, she. I think she did a tour where like did some hardcore shit with like Rini Yamashita. But yeah, like we'll see. It'll be interesting, and we'll cover it when it happens because like there will be dominoes on this, and it will be interesting to see like who affiliate or who left with who or who stayed, and trying to figure out why. It'll it'll be interesting. Like try to read the tea leaves on some of this stuff. So what did Oscar? How did Oscar celebrate when she saw the Rossi <laughs> Ogawa's fired news come through? I guess I I don't know I don't know it, it'll be hard for that because like uh, you know she might celebrate but it's like did she celebrate too hard around Kyrie and, and Eo? <laughs> because you know who knows or did she only bro, celebrate the, like the Cody like the and Rossi had heat back in the day too or hey, something Carl Shida you know how did she celebrate you know mm. I don't know maybe she called maybe she called Sukasin like. We found they, they, they probably like they may have cried to like Triple H and, uh, and Sean cried after they won that, that match in Australia's Undertaker. It's like we finally won. <laughs> Y'all never beat it. That wasn't WrestleMania. <laughs> beat him in the stadium. <sighs> but yeah, like um, yeah, I I think all this shit is connected in a way. Like, and yeah, Dude, yeah, it's, it's I, I got us funny. I gotta say, this has been the uh, what are we thirty six days into the month? This has probably been the most interesting thirty six days. Like twenty twenty four has been the most interesting as a professional wrestling fan. It's like if you like, oh, there's nothing to talk about. I'm like, dude, are you just not paying attention? Yeah, there is something. In <laughs> yeah, it's just like so. I it, it's like it's not going to be the same going forward right. to, for anything and anybody. I mean, Okada not New Japan, right? right? It was like, I'm sitting there on, at Wrestle Kingdom, like, in my head thinking, oh, man, I'm gonna try to be at the 20th anniversary of Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like, I'm sorry, okay, so Kata's gone, Osprey's gone. Yeah. Why am I going to Japan again? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I could just go to Chicago and see the same guys I, I was going to go to Japan and see. I mean, that that is true. <laughs> and also, you know, I think I think Okada has his master plan of like, I'm not sticking around to get these young guys up to speed by giving them wins now so they get to get them over. Like they want their wins, they gotta get, they gotta prove themselves to become stars on their own merit, and then like when they become stars, whatever two or three of them do become the stars, then I'll come back and I will face them. And well, as I face them, I will then I'll hit them with a rainmaker. I, I will close the door on Tetsuya Naito when I come back because uh, he will be on his last legs by then. I think that's Zekumaki, all comes into play. Zekumaki says, uh, "TK might as well ask Osprey to tell Azumi to join." Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, United Empire. I mean, Will could get on the phone, you know. Well, I mean, the, I I think if you want, if Tony Khan wanted to get a Zoom, well, first off, I don't know if Tony Khan's ever seen a Zoomy, but like, if he ever saw a video of, of her wrestling for ten minutes, he 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 would want her immediately. But after that, uh, like the Sweden deal to get uh, to get uh, a Zoomy to come over, all you gotta do is be like, hey, I can get you in a Mexico. I got. I now got this. I now got the CMLL uh, connect. I can. Get you, I can get you. You always want to wrestle in Mexico. Guess what you finna do? <laughs> so yeah. Um, like I, like I can get. I can get you in that. That uh, was the thing at the end of the year. Mexico, the the women's Grand Prix. I think it's called or something. I think it's like a women's tournament at the end of uh, the year in CMLL. I can get you onto that. Come on, dude. Um, they had, like AEW like is doing everything that I love. 
But like for they could do almost like two WrestleMania weekends now. And I'm talking Forbidden Door, if done correctly with, mm-hmm. you know, the best New Japan, the best of stardom, best of CMLL, that can be like, you know, you do you do like an indie uh like Starcast or whatever with uh-huh. it, having them all sign in there. You could make your own WrestleMania weekend. And then you have London, which is right. Yeah, you can definitely make a WrestleMania weekend. So it's like I the one thing about AEW I've always liked, they haven't they haven't made one show their signature show. They don't have a bountiful glory. They don't right. have a final battle. Right. It's like come to all our pay-per-views because they're all the best shows ever. But they're they're positioning in with themselves in a natural way where you can build a forbidden door. And that can pretty much Forbidden Door can really live outside of your AEW storylines if you want to. And then the culmination of all your yearly storylines could be all in, in London. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's saying if, if that's even something they're interested in, you know, yeah. uh, as far as it, because, you know, trying to make your own WrestleMania generally you know, fails. But, you know, no, London, you know, those fans having something yearly is they've been craving for something to make call their own so all in could be that i mean i, I i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I saw something on my timeline the other day that was upsetting i saw you know how they talk about fish and chips and chips are the or obviously that's the uh potato fry or sorry uh the french fries yeah i saw what their french fries look like and i was like and I, I saw, you know, this this thing of cod, of this piece of cod, the fish with with the with the chips, and then I saw the uh, the beans, and I was like, I can see why they starved. They ain't got nothing good to eat. They'll never have good to eat. <laughs> in, 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 in terms of in terms of in terms of substance, nutrition, or entertainment. So yeah, I can see why I can see why they all can't. They, they, they love them some WWE and come and drone spend that that amount of money to go out there and well to see they they boy get they teeth his teeth kicked in. Yeah, and he'll do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, I saw, I saw videos of like they're gonna go nuts. I saw I saw them biting into like Popeye's chicken sandwiches and it looked like their lives changed forever. I remember uh, about the about hearing the story. Uh, maybe look, I don't know if it's true or not, but it. But it was funny, so it may as well be true, right? If funny, funny over true sometimes. I remember hearing the story about like the Popeyes uh chicken sandwich when it first came out. Like they built a Popeyes in the London Airport, International Airport, and that like some of the uh some of the customers were complaining that the Yes. Were complaining that the that the that the classic sandwich, the mild sandwich, was burning their mouth like it was spicy. So, oh I mean, God. I can't, I, I can't speak to the palates over there, but it is, it is always funny to hear about, you know, the uh, sentence of people that, you know, colonize a lot of the world in, in order to find spices can't handle them. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end it. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the fish and chips and the Indian food was amazing when I was there. So, okay. There's a lot of Indian people there. So it's like. Every corner you go on to, apparently, it's like the best Indian food you ever had. Because I couldn't even tell you the place's name. We just saw it when we were walking to a train, and we was like, "Oh, let's try this." And we, oh my god, it was amazing. But yeah, it was, it was a great time. Uh, I, y'all should all definitely come to London. We should make that trip one year. Might have to do it this year. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. It. We'll see. 
we'll see. Yeah, I was about like, to say, I, I booked the flight. I booked my London flight, what, two weeks ago? Already? No, dude, I already had my hotel. My hotel is paid for in London. <laughs> so, no, I was going back. I, I It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, a, it's, it, some has, some's definitely going to adjust in my life before I'm not at all in. Again. Did you already, uh, did you already get your tickets? Uh, no. Uh, okay. last year I rushed and bought my tickets uh-huh. and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, my seat was all right, but the section I wanted to sit in was like wide open, like two weeks before the show. So I'm like, I'm just gonna wait. All right. You're gonna have to, you gonna have to show me your ways, Floyd. You have to show yeah. me. Well, we've already talked about you showing me your ways in certainness, <laughs> but I mean, as far as this ticket buying for AEW events, you yeah. have to show me your ways in that particular dude, way. Dude, it, it's a, like, I hate that it's not as popular, but as far as a person that likes to sit close. Oh, it's been an amazing period of time because, like me and like me and my wife are sitting first row on Valentine's Day in Austin. I paid one twenty nine a ticket. See, now that ticket at that WWE show would have been you know easily over a stack, right? Now I remember, dude, dude, yeah. no, it would have cost the same price for both those tickets to sit in the hundreds. I wouldn't right. have been on the floor. Right. I wouldn't have been on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, th- I think I told y'all what I paid for uh, the Sumo Hall show that I went to for Stardom uh, at the end of 2022, like for that ticket. And I was like, oh, that ain't nothing. I'm sitting, I'm going to sit in one of the first three rows for like the price of what I was spending and like not even get on the floor to WWE show. And this show is absolutely going to be better than like any WWE show this year. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> easy, easy. Crank it up. Yeah. yeah, sitting. I saw. Sitting I saw a match. A, I saw one of greatest matches of all time, and the conclusion of a storyline that I want to cry in the building to see. Yeah, <laughs> WWE yeah. gave me that in years. Yeah, the worst thing WWE ever did to me was sign with on location. Because now sitting on the sign, now sitting on the first floor is a Super Bowl ticket. So on WrestleMania, you want to sit on the floor? You coming off Super Bowl prices? That's I'm that's, like, that's another thing, Floyd. Yeah. When are you going to go to one of these Super Bowls? Huh? When am I going to go to? As long as my team can lose, I'm never dropping seven thousand dollars on a ticket. That's fair, but, I mean, <laughs> but to be fair, at some point you'd be like, "Hey, man, I got Pat Mahomes. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here every other. I'm gonna be here every dude, year, man. I'm gonna be here dude, like every I, year." I think for the two days of WrestleMania last year, I spent seven hundred dollars, and I want my seven hundred dollars back as soon as Cody lost. So seven, <laughs> just imagine, just imagine seven thousand dollars, and the Chiefs get blown out like they did in Tampa Bay, like somebody gets hurt or Mahomes oh my rolls his ankle on the second play of the game. I'm pissed off. I'm calling Roger Goodell. I Boy, want my, my money back. Field. <laughs> no, so no, as long. As long as my team can lose, I'm probably not dropping that amount of money on the ticket. It, I'd have to hit the lottery where that money doesn't matter to me or something. Okay. So, so I, how, how much they winning by this week, Floyd? Uh, okay. I can see, I can see a world where we blow them out because I, I'm taking. If we get Brock Purdy down ten and we got to rely on him to throw the ball, I'm like, oh, we're gonna pick that off all day. But I can. I mean, I but, think. But what? But what about I, like? The, but what if he? Throws, I think. But what if he throws a ball right to uh, one of the Chiefs defenders and it bounces off their hands and off their face mask and into uh, into Ayuk's hands? What if that happens? Uh, that happened last uh, week or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that happened against a lesser defense because we're the Chiefs. That's you know, that's, that's what we do. But uh, no, uh, honestly, I, I've been saying all year. If you happen to be a friend on Facebook, that I think San Francisco is the best team in football, top to bottom. They have five positions where they might have the best player at that position. So mm-hmm. if they win, 
I'm not going to be like heartbroken mm-hmm. because I, I do think they're a better football team. But mm-hmm. as long as we got 15, I think, you know, I'm thinking we're going to win. I'm never betting against 15 ever, ever. I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like yeah, I'm like, I'm never betting against 15. He's like, you put him in the fourth quarter, seven and a half, seven and a half minutes left down 10 points against one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. And he somehow won that game. Right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, like, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? I mean, it literally, the Tampa game came to, we had no offensive linemen. Right. We had no starting offensive linemen on our right. team. We were going to lose. But as yep. long as Philadelphia, better team than us yep. last year. And he, we still beat them with, he still beat them on one leg. <laughs> yeah. Literally scored every, t- like, everybody wants to bring up that pass interference call. We scored every possession in the second half. Yep. You know, because we have Patrick Mahomes and they don't. So that's I'm like, hey, I'm like, if you ask me to put money down, I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes ever. Like (laughs) if I were okay, so I'm I am 36. If I were 16. Like. Like I would have been I would have became a Chiefs fan off Mahomes, like forget the winning and losing thing. Like people would be like, well, you're front running like nah, man. Like I became a Vikings fan because of Randy Moss. Yeah, like. Ravens favorite athlete all the time. It ain't about the it ain't about the the winning Super Bowls. Like it's the I turn on the TV and I have never seen anything like this in this sport. That that's what this is for me. Like he's so like he he's all like he's already my favorite quarterback of all time. He already became that. I don't know if you can say this anymore because of what happened, but Michael Vick, I became his biggest fan in a loss to Florida State. Uh, I had never seen anybody play like that right if that dude had one good wide receiver they maybe win that game (laughs) like it was him it was one on 11 and they were still in it you know what i mean the thing about that sugar bowl is like what florida state won by what over 20 points right yeah it was florida state won won by over 20 points in a national title game and the thing people remember is that 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 quarterback on the losing team that lost by over twenty points, that boy was nice. That's let you, you know dude, what, what, what the like, what were we watching back then? Yeah, dude. man. Vic was that was that he he uh he was doing things that we just we just didn't imagine could even exist or happen for a quarterback at the time. And like I think I think we take Lamar Jackson for granted because like he's actually better than Vic, but it's like just the concept that we didn't even think like the things that Vic could do was even possible yeah. at quarterback. Yeah. Then. Dude, they had to make a whole different option on Madden called the hit stick to try to make it even from players playing with Michael Vick. Yeah, that's true. how good that man was. He changed video games. Yeah. Like, cheap, like back in the day. That man was like yeah. Tecmo Bowl. But before Michael Vick, a quarterback that was fast had like 71 speed. This dude comes out of the draft with 97 speed. Yeah, 95 speed. It was like, this dude is faster than every wide receiver on this team. It's like, dude, no, no. So, no. Um, I'm, do you, I'm, do you I'm, ever have the man rule back then in, uh, on 04 Man? Like, you can play with him? Like, you can, oh. you can, you can play with the Falcons? Nah, I played uh, by myself most of the time. Okay. No, no, uh, no. We, we had we, we had a rule. We, like, hey, man, we, hey, look. Yeah, if, I was if you play for Red, you can't you can't pull them out. You just can't. Dude, I was living with my brother. We had the uh, we had the door like door was open, so everybody come in five bucks a game or whatever, mm-hmm. dude. 
I murdered people with Michael Vick. Murdered people <laughs> with Michael cheating. Vick. You know, I murdered people with Michael Vick. Dude, 300 yards passing, 300 yards passing, 150 yards rushing, easy. Because, you know, they blitz and leave the wide receiver. Touchdown. No. Uh, Get so frustrated uh, with them, you yeah, just yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I got uh, some finishing. Engage eight. No, no. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so many broken controllers over Michael Vick, man. And that was back. We didn't have no money back then, so <laughs> it wasn't cheap. We like duct taping the controllers back together. You about to get these hands, you know? So it, it was it was a good time, and it was a good time. And when I would lose, oh my god, you lose with Michael Vick. That was like losing with Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile. People just laughed at you, <laughs> like, yeah. why would you lose? It'd be almost no. it'd be almost like losing uh, WrestleMania main event after winning two rumbles back to back yeah that's the end of the show thanks for listening <laughs> uh be sure to race wherever you're using listen to this with if you want to if you're listening from or you're watching stream and you want to give us a donation uh be sure to go to the show notes for the podcast and go to our restaurant link there um if uh, also uh be sure to listen to other shows in the network besides one nation radio you have floyd's all things elite you have keeping a strong mm-hmm. style you have imps wwe adventure you have Wrestle things with Chris Plan. You have Chris Bryant. Oh, I said print. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Yeah, you're right. I'm apologies, Chris. Uh, also, person that I've seen in the star, uh, like at, at Star Trek. I remember. You. Anyway, um, Total Talk, and also the Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.